Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Sports Nonsense and Whiskey. Coming to you live Tuesday, April 26th, hanging in the cave with the fellas. Pinky, how you doing, buddy? I'm awesome, my man. Love hearing that. SP, how you feeling today? I'm solid. No worries. You got a nap in, I think. No, negative. 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 Kind of, like 10 minutes, maybe. Any kind of nap he, is always good for him. He looked lively when it. I walked in the door. <laughs> I'll take it. He's got a little bounce in his step today. There's no doubt about that. No doubt about that. Well, we got a, weather or something. We got a full episode today, so there probably won't be a whole lot of nonsense. We got a special guest to talk a little hockey uh, coming up here in a little bit. I'll run down some uh, NBA playoff action since it's getting uh, close to the end of the first round here. And then uh, we're going to do our annual mock draft. We're going to have yeah, some serious buddy. football discussion. That's why Pinky's in such a good mood. Oh, you know I like to mock it. Pinky's brimming ear to ear right now. This is, this is his uh, Christmas, so he's a very happy man today. That's sweet. I like it. I'd like to hear it. Pinky leaves tomorrow, right? Tomorrow, tomorrow to head out to Vegas. Yeah. Go draft time. I'm ready, man. I went to Costco and got some alcohol. <laughs> I, got, I went and got some cargo shorts. <laughs> Better preface. So. Did you buy some white New Balance kicks at, while you're at it? No, I've got some Bronco kicks. Or some Air Monarchs? No, Bronco kicks. <laughs> you see where I'm going with this? Yeah, I'm... <laughs> I know where you're going. <laughs> I mean, my you, dad style is legit, though. Yeah, okay? yeah, fair. I mean, you adamantly, adamantly were pretty excited about cargo shorts. Do so. they have uh, Nikes with the Velcro by chance or no? Oh, hell yeah. They, they do? Have oh, okay. yeah. I have a pair. Oh, okay. I mean, they're Jordan 1s, but yeah, they're Velcro. I'll rock Velcro, bro. You'd think they'd be LeBron, so they're easier to take them off. You know what I mean? <laughs> but. Man, this guy loves LeBron. <laughs> yeah, he does. He's a big LeBron fan. The GOAT. Oh goodness! You speaking of LeBron, you uh, you hear what he said here recently? Nah, he can't keep his name out of the media because he's not in the playoffs, so he's got to stay relevant somehow, right? Mm. So, right. basically, said I, I I will never allow myself to miss the playoffs again. Simply put, I'm like, well, did he right after announce his retirement? Short. He's short of uh, admitting though to the fact that he's the reason they missed the playoffs, given the fact that the team was basically built to his liking. So, you know, take that for what it's worth, I guess. Dude sucks. Uh, yeah, I got no comment. LeBron's dead to me. <laughs> dead, dead to you. Dead to strong me. words. Okay. Dead to me. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Uh, well, um, any uh, story times or interesting anecdotes from the week that was? We should probably get homie in so he ain't sit there waiting all yeah, day. Yeah, I bet Cody's pretty excited. I will say, if you guys want to follow the channel over the week, I will have some videos. From Raider Stadium, if they let us take videos at the ESPN pool party, I'm going to get some of those in. We're going to have your draft coverage from the inside. Oh, that'll be interesting. Where where are you going to be posting these for everybody to know, Pinky? They should be on Facebook and YouTube. Okay. Should hit both of them. Hit them both up. Probably hit Twitter, too. Let the people know. Make sure they can follow when they can. Um, I like it. I won't be here next week. Heads up. You'll be in Disney. I'll be at Disney World. Huh. So okay. who's, who's going to be with me? Is it just going to be you, Pinky? Just, uh, at the moment, it's just me. I'm sure we can get a guest. Okay. You better find one. Yeah. You go out of town and I have to have a guest. I go out of town. You're like, no, we'll be fine. Well, <laughs> I mean, Actually, we've done shows a few times. So that was, it was fair. Like Patrick was supposed to come like the week before and then he got sick. Like it just, it just kind of worked out well. I mean, that's cute how you say it, like you were just helping Patrick out. But, I mean, you know, let's be honest. Well, we like Patrick. He's a good guy. Maybe I'll get Philip Lindsay on. We'll there play. you go. 
Let's get him a job. Going to kick both of you that's in the nuts it. when I get back. We need it to get that like. guy a job. Absolutely, so a place that's going to use him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, he wants to come back to Denver. Yeah. I mean, I'd be open. Anybody wants to come play with Denver with Russ? Yeah, no joke. So, apparently, he's not that scorned anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Things change. He's having a good time. Well, let's uh, let's bring our special guest on, and uh, let's let's talk some hockey. Cody, welcome to the stream. What's up, fellas? How you doing today, buddy? Oh, hanging in there, hanging in there. I'm not going to lie. I totally procrastinated on my notes, but I got seven pages of notes, but we're going to speed through this for you. Look, let's be honest. Anything you say regarding hockey is going to be more information than we've given anybody. So this is this is some nice uh, learning experience for everyone. Abs are good. That's the extent, extent of my knowledge. True. They are They are really good. Um. So, so are you... I, let's just hop right in into it. Do Does it. that sound good? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to start in the East because I'm going to do what you guys do. Focus on your Colorado teams later on at, at the end. We appreciate that, sir. All right. So I'm going to start in the East with Florida Panthers and versus, and I'm prospecting them to face the Washington Capitals. So what is that the one eight seed the one eight seed well they do it they do it um the top three teams from each division get in and then um you face uh the two wild cards from the remaining conference so like the top two out of the remaining tops so it'd be t not all top eight but it's like the top two out of the outside of the six basically we got you yeah yeah, yeah. we're following yeah so the Capitals are project are as a wild card too, because the Florida Florida is going to be the top seed. Okay. Uh, so Florida went all in and got Claude Giroux from the Flyers, and they're going to win the President's Trophy. The President's Trophy winners do not have a good history in the playoffs. No, they do not. I was the, very familiar with that. The past six years, they have not got past the second round. These Florida Panthers to get past the second round, I believe so. Their path to get to the Eastern Conference Final is pretty – they can do it. They I, have – I know have, Washington's a little down this year, but – Yeah, they, they have – With Ovi and Oshie and everybody. In yeah, Oshie, Oshie's had an off year. Um, there's uh, Capitals – Capitals' top score, goal, goal scorer is Alex Ovechkin got 50 goals at the age of 36. Killing it, man. And, I'll, and he seems like he can keep going until he's 40 at this rate. No doubt. Um, their second top goal scorer of the Capitals, Tom Wilson, the big, big bully. He has 24 goals. So, but I don't think Florida, I don't think Cap, the Capitals can beat Florida. Okay. And the, just because the Florida have nine guys over 20 goals this year, nine guys. They have tons of depth. Got you, got you. Okay, I'm following. Yeah. Um, the only hole that Florida has is their defense leaves leaves a lot to be desired, but they get they can get that fixed with uh, Aaron Eckblad coming possibly coming back from injury, so that's going to help them. And their goalie their goalie is really good with Sergey Bobrovsky. Um, he he can carry the load, but he's had a down year. He's always been in the Vecina Trophy uh, talk, and I don't see it this year. He's okay. he's kind of fallen off a little bit, but um, Florida has the uh, top power play 
one of the top power, power plays. Um, Washington has a good PK, but these Florida Panthers are too high scoring. Um, and their goaltending is going to hold up. Capitals goals, uh, goaltending isn't the greatest. Like they have Samsonov, I believe. Yeah, they have Ilya Samsonov. He's a youngster, 25 years old, but in these playoffs, you need a veteran presence and to carry you through through these playoffs, and Florida has it. Samsonov, that's Man, an interesting name. Everything you're saying right now sounds like a nice way for Washington to upset the Panthers in the first round. Hey, I actually have Florida sweeping the Capitals. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. All right. The, they're just – the forward depth is there. They ha- they're well-built t- top to bottom. Their defense leaves a lot to be desired, but Florida's too high scoring for these Capitals. Okay, okay. Where are we heading next? Um, we're going to Carolina-Boston. Carolina is my team that could probably get all the- go all the way. I just saw a stat today. They just tied the record for most points in franchise history for a season. Yes, sir. They are the t- and they are the two seed in this um, for the East. They are they're led by uh, Sebastian Ajo. He's their leading goal scorer with and then Andre Svechnikov. If you ever heard the Svechnikov, it's when you're behind the goal and kind of that lacrosse goal. He's right. kind of, he kind of put that on the on the map first. Okay. Okay. Um, Never Boston, heard of yeah, Boston, Boston, uh, Boston still has their veteran presence with Brad Marchand, um, Patrice Bergeron, Taylor Hall, Nick Foligno, and Pastor uh, David Pasternak is their top top goal scorer. Sure. And their their Boston's defense is pretty solid, um, but their goalies are Tuka Rass retired, and they have not replaced him. Sids. Like they haven't replaced them with anyone good. So that's an all time great. Yeah. Tuka Rass is an all time great. Carolina's goalie, Frederick Anderson, is in the Vizina talk as top goalie. Um, And then, um, but Boston plays a really good 5v5. They need to stay out of the penalty box. Um, It gives them a chance to play to, if they stay 5v5, they got to stay out of penalty trouble. Cause and uh, cause they play better five v five than they do on their PK. Okay. Um, they don't allow a lot of shots on net when they're five v five, and both both teams' power plays are even down the line. Carolina is the best penalty killing team in the league at eighty nine percent. That's a big deal going into the postseason. You need a great PK in this post in the playoffs. And Carolina has the best playoffs. Carolina has the goaltending advantage, like I've said, but the Boston's veteran presence gives them a chance. But I, I have Carolina in six. Okay. All right. I like it. I like it. Where's okay. that next? Uh, we're going to Toronto Maple Leafs, Tampa Bay Lightning. Ooh. This is a ser- This is going to be a series to watch. It's going to be high scoring, high flying. Um, you have Austin Matthews that leads the way for the Leafs. He's he said in an interview he wants to get the Leafs over the hill. He wants to get them over the hump. They haven't made it past the second round in like a long time. Matthews wants to get them over the hump. Um, they also have John Tavares with them, and Mitch Marner has really stepped up uh, to help 
Matthews get over this hump, but are they going to get over the hump? Who knows? I mean, Tampa's looking for a three-peat, right? So Tampa's going for a three-peat, but Tampa, Tampa is not the same like, the, like these past two years. They've lost a lot of key players they've brought in to try to fill those roles, but they are, I believe they are the forced, uh, four or five seed, technically. So they've kind of fallen off a little bit. They still got Steve Stamkos, uh, Nikita Kucherov, those are their goal scorers. They also have Victor Hedman on the deep, deep uh, as a defenseman, and they still have Vasilevsky. He's kind of been the Vecina award winner the past couple of years. He's, he's kind of big in the playoffs. The last he's couple. he's huge in the playoffs, and he's fallen off a bit this year. But I think he's going to right the ship come playoff time because when you're at playoffs, you go all out. No doubt. Um, the Leafs are number one on the on the power play, so the Lightning has to stay disciplined to, to have a chance. That isn't he? I mean, he's one of the top goal scorers in the league. Am I right? Yeah, Matthews is their leader of the power play, um, but you know, the my only issue with Toronto is their de- their goalie Jack Campbell is not not the greatest in my opinion. Okay. That is their weakness. And to be honest, you need a great goalie to get, get through these playoffs. No Let's doubt. go Maple Leafs. No no three peat. We don't want a three peat. Uh Pinky, this is gonna be a high scoring series. It's gonna be th- one of the most interesting series to watch, but I have lightning in seven. I told Cody I've got a soft spot in my heart for Tampa Bay because they're the reason I gotta touch the cup. So kind of pulling for Tampa. They've already done it through twice they don't, <laughs> back to back they don't need another one all right let's i'm gonna move on if that's fine with you we're gonna go new york rangers versus the pittsburgh penguins this is your this is your moment cody we're following you yeah up. um these rangers have come out of nowhere they've missed the playoffs the past two years i believe um but they have they have made a wave if you guys remember, um, their goalie, um, longtime goalie Henrik Lundqvist, he retired. Yeah. Um, they replaced him with a great goalie named Igor Shesterskin. He's a young goalie, 25, but he is the so stat wise, he's the best in the league. Wow. And okay. he and he's going to win the Vecina Trophy. Um, but Carolina's goalie, it's between him and Carolina's goalie Frederick, Frederick Anderson. Um, their forward lines are solid. They have two great scoring forward lines. Uh, Chris Kreider, that's a guy to watch. He's their leading goal scorer. They also have uh, Artemi Panarin. But, but he's been, he got picked up from the Blue Jackets a couple years ago and kind of has made a name there, name for himself there. They also have uh, Ryan Strom and uh, Mika Sabanajad. And then a guy to watch that I truly love, and it's compared to Kale Maker of the Colorado Avalanche, uh, Adam Fox. He is their leading leading defenseman. He's a great offensive mind. He makes he makes it happen for him. I like that name. I can say Fox. Like yeah. Um, talk about the Pittsburgh Pleasure. Penguins. They still got the the usual suspects and Sidney Crosby and Eveni Malkin. Um, they have they picked up great scoring depth at the deadline and uh, Ricard Raquel from the Ducks, you know my Ducks, 
and also Danton Heinen from the Ducks as well. They picked up both of them. They have solid defensemen. You need some solid defensemen in these playoffs. The Penguins have them. They have still have Chris Letang. They have uh, a youngster, Brandon Dumoulin, and another youngster, Marcus Pedersen. Those two, can they can carry a load. And then their goalie is solid in, in Tristan Yari. So, and he's young too. He This is going to be a great series. Um, New York Rangers have a good power play, and uh, but the Pittsburgh Penguins have a top penalty kill. So this is going to be very interesting. Um, my issue with these New York Rangers is they they allow a lot of shots 5v5, a lot of shots on goal, but this goalie has been stopping them all. Um, and that, that's not good in the playoffs if you're allowing a lot of shots on goal. Well, especially if you're going against the two-headed monster that is Malkin and Crosby. Exactly, exactly. The and last ride where they really have a legit shot at moving well, forward. Yeah, I I mean, the ping, I have the Penguins winning this in six. I like and it. And I, I really like the Rangers, but Pittsburgh in six is is what I'm looking at just because they're veteran presence and they ha they the Rangers 5v5 allowed too many shots, and that's going to hurt them. Okay. So let's move on. Um, um, let me close out the East and get get you to the Eastern Conference Final. I have Florida versus Tampa Bay. That's going to be interesting. Um, means Tampa Bay isn't the same like they've been. I have Florida in six. Florida's going to get past the second round, winning that President's Trophy. They're going to get to the Eastern Conference Final. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Right. Um, just because they have scoring depth, you need score. Uh, you need three lines of scoring in the in these playoffs, and one shutdown defenseman, de uh, defensive forward line. Florida has all that. They went all in. They they're going to get get to the Eastern Conference Final. Then I have Carolina versus versus Pittsburgh. I have Carolina in five. Carolina is a strong team. They're they have a good power play. Have a good penalty kill. Um, they're. They're built for these playoffs. Don't don't sleep on Carolina. And then in the Eastern Conference Final, I have Carolina and versus versus Florida. I have Carolina in seven. And I like that's only, it. only only due to their great penalty kill. Like I said, that eighty nine percent penalty kill is the top in the league, and that's you're killing almost nine out of every 10 penalties. That is great for these playoffs. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if, you, if you're going to get yourself in trouble and you can keep yourself out of it when the time calls, that's huge, especially in the playoffs. Exactly, exactly. And their goalie, Fred, Frederick Anderson, he's made the playoffs a few times, just he ha didn't have a team in front of him. This is the team in front of him that's going to – he's he can carry the load. And as a team, this team is well-built. So let's go to the West. Okay, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna start with the two seed because uh, Avalanche is the one seed. So I'm gonna start with the two and seven. All right. All right. So that's gonna be the Calgary Flames versus the Nashville Predators. Calgary really built a great team this past offseason. They picked up Blake Coleman from uh, Tampa Bay. Like I said, Tampa Bay is the same team. Uh, Blake Coleman has been there too, you know, with Tampa Bay for the two years of the Cup, and the, he he's gonna he's gonna show these Flames how to compete in the playoffs. Um, they also picked up some depth at the at the deadline with uh, Kyer Yarn Yarncrock. I think that's how you say his name. I kind of butch butchered that, 
Man, you've been killing um, the name so far. Don't don't hesitate. Yeah, yeah. And then they also picked up uh, Tyler Toffoli, um, I believe from where did he come from? But they also picked up Tyler Toffoli early on. Oh, he came from Montreal. That's right. He came from Montreal. Montreal was struggling, so they kind of been hit, they kind of hit the rebuild button and getting uh, assets as much as they can. So um, they have great. They're loaded in forwards. They have Johnny Gaudreau, Elias Lindholm, Matthew Tetruck, and Tyler Toffoli. Their defense, there's no one that jumps out on the board, but their defense gets it done. They're led by Noah Hannafin. He used to be uh, with Carolina for a while, and then he jumped over to the Flames about a, like three years ago. Um, their goalie is a big question mark for me in Jacob Markstrom. He hasn't been in the playoffs before, but he's been really solid for them this year. Um, but will it continue in the playoffs? The playoffs are a whole different monster. Um, Nashville, they have solid forwards in Matt Duchesne, former Av, uh, Philip Forsberg, and Ryan Johansson. Those are their three three veterans on in forwards. Um but they have a young, solid player in Tanner Janot. That's a guy to watch. He has, He's 24 years old, and he has 25 goals on the season. Pretty solid for a youngster. Um, their defense, uh, they're led by Yo- Roman Yossi. He gets it done on the – he's their power play quarterback, gets it done for him. And, uh, he, and he's big on the penalty kills. So um, their goalie, UC Sor- uh, Nashville's goalie, UC Soros, he's solid, but he's small. He's only 5'11". So he's very agile blocking that net. Um, Calgary plays very good 5v5, and Nashville uh, does not. So um, Nashville, I, I feel like they've kind of taken a step back over the last couple they of years. They have. They definitely have. They're a wild finals for a couple years in a row, weren't they? Yes, sir. They've been, they've been there, but they've fallen off ever since uh, Pecorine retired. Okay. Their goalie. So yep. that, they have not been the same. They're, They've relied on that goalie too much, and now it shows. Um, like I said, Calgary plays really good 5v5. They kind of hold the puck, keep the puck because they're so good offensively, so they kind of keep the puck away from their opponents. Um, Nashville is not good on the PK. They're middle of the road, and Calgary is great on the power play with uh, Goudreau and um, with Goudreau to Foley to Chuck. Those guys are all good on the power play. Um, I have Calgary in five. Calgary, like I, like you said, they haven't. Uh, Na- uh, Nashville hasn't been good the past, this year since Pecorine left. So I have da- uh, Calgary in five. Okay, I like it. Um, we're we're gonna go to my most hated series here with Edmonton and LA Kings. Um, I wonder why you're not a Kings fan. Boo. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, I hate the Oilers, but I have respect for Connor McDavid. He gets it done for him. He might be the best player in the NHL. He is probably the best player in the NHL. And Leon Dreisaitl paired with him, they're a dynamic duo. They both have over 100 points. That's absurd. And they are. And the, and the scary thing is McDavid's 25, Dreisaitl's 26. So they are at the beginning of their prime. Yeah. Like Connor's they're gonna like two MVPs, three MVPs. Yeah, right. I think he, I think he's won two. Yeah, dude. So far, yeah, he's gonna win. He's I believe he's gonna win his third one this year. Um, they also have three lines of scoring. 
uh, Edmonton does. Uh, they with all all your all these Evander Kane drama, they invested in him, brought him in on a low contract. The guys put twenty four goals up for him. I was gonna say he's played really well. Surprise! He has played really well, and his plus minus. So plus minus pinky for you is he's scoring more than he's than he's allowing goal wise. I appreciate so, the education, Cody. Yes. So his Evander Kane's plus minus is plus twenty two, which is huge. Dang! Really? Yeah. He's he's wow. kind of he's kind of been an offensive mind until he's gone here, and he's kind of learned how to play some defense, which is good for them. They kind of need it. Um, like I said, um, at, you need some depth forwards in this playoffs, and Edmonton has that. They have three lines of scoring. Um, they have solid a solid defense defenseman presence um, with Duncan Keith, a former Blackhawk, mm-hmm. um, Tyson Berry, former Av, yep. Chris Russell. Um, they have a young stud defenseman in Darnell Nurse. He's going to be a guy to watch. He kind of helps out McDavid and dry sidle sets him up. Their, their weakness is goalie. My Mike Smith is getting old and everyone has kind of figured out his weakness. You post some bodies up front, screen them. And he is not the greatest. Um, LA Kings. You, they have the usual suspects on Kopitar. He's always uh, a selkie, a selkie finalist. And he's definitely going to be this year. Um, their goal scorers, they have Adrian Kempe. He's had 34 goals on the season, pretty solid. Um, and they also brought in uh, Victor Arvidsson um, from Nashville. He came in over the offseason, and they also brought in uh, Philip Denault from Montreal. And I believe he came in the offseason. The Kings lost their best defenseman in Drew Doughty. That's a big loss. He was, that is a huge loss, and that does not help him in these playoffs. What What's had them, I mean, you know, from Stanley Cup winners, what, five, six years ago, right? Or they made yes. that Stanley Cup to what, what – how did they fall off so much, would, would you they say? They fell off because um, um, Vegas Golden Knights have – have taken a couple defensemen. Alec Martinez, he went over to Vegas Golden Knights, um, and they kind of were over the cap with um, – they still had Mike Richards. He was getting old. They had cap issues because of um, – oh, what's his name? They had they had a cap issue. They just ran into cap issues, so they kind of had a tear, tear down and rebuild. Is Quick still the goalie? Quick is still their goalie. Okay. Yeah, Quick is still their goalie, and Quick is Quick can steal some games. I was gonna say he can. He's one of those dudes who can flip that switch come postseason. Yes, he. Yeah, postseason he could turn it on, and I think he can. Um, both teams have trouble in the PK, so they're so. Um, so if you get on the power play, either team you can score because they're both not great at the PK. Um. Edmonton has a top five power play, so the Kings got to stay out of penalty trouble to have a chance. Um, uh, well, LA Kings, their power play is not as strong. So they're kind of that in-between team. Um, and I don't think the Kings can match their depth. So I have Edmonton in five. 
I had a feeling that's where you're going with it. I, I feel like Connor McDavid alone gets you past the first round. Right? Yeah, Connor McDavid, Connor McDavid, and Drysaddle is going to carry him. Okay. Um, let's let's go to uh, some Central Division now. So you're going to have uh, Minnesota versus the Minnesota Wild versus the St. Louis Blues. This is a real wild, right? Yeah, Minnesota Wild. Uh, this is going to be a real even matchup. They are both teams are built really similarly. Um, Minnesota, um, they have a youngster in Kirill Kaprizov. He has, I believe, he has like 47 goals on the year. Ooh. He is a stud from Russia, um, and he's only 25. So there's a lot of young talent in the NHL. There's, yeah, there is a lot of young talent in the NHL. Um, they also have Joel Erickson Eck. Um, Kevin Fiala, these are all their top goal scorers. They have depth. Um, and they also still have uh, Matt Zuccarello. He was a longtime Ranger. Um, their, def their defensemen lines are deep. They have probably five or six solid defensemen. Um, they have Matt Dumba. He's going to be their power play quarterback, kind of directing traffic, bringing up the puck. Um, the Wild made a trade earlier this season and brought over Mark Andre Fleury from the Blackhawks. They have two stud goalies. They have Cam Talbot and Mark Andre Fleury. They can roll with either one, and that is really that is that is scary for these playoffs. Um, and because both can come in and shut down a team. Now Fleury was with the Vegas Knights. When yeah, they he carried them to the finals. Exactly. So. Um, but St. Louis Blues are built very similarly. Um, they have great scoring depth. They have about three lines of scoring, which is great for what you need in the playoffs. Defensemen, they have the same depth. Um, they have Justin Falk, Tory Krug. He was a long time uh, Boston Bruin. Um, they got rid of um, uh, Petrangelo. Alex Petrangelo, and he went over to Golden Knights, and but they brought in a young guy, Colton Pareko, drafted him, and kind of he's kind of developed into that uh, Petrangelo role. Um, but St. Louis has uh, Vladimir Tarasenko still. They have Ryan O'Reilly, some big names uh, that can get the. They have Brendan Saad. He was a former Blackhawk. He can, so they have some depth up there. The goalies, they have uh, Jordan Bean Bennington, and he led them through when they won the cup. The Blues I was did. Say, he helped them with that magical run with Terrence. Yeah. Went on. Um, he's kind of fallen off this year. He's okay. not that goalie. If I was the Blues, I would start the other guy, uh, Ville Husso. His numbers are a lot better, and they played the same amount of games, and his numbers are a lot better. But he the former having, Blackhawks goalie? Is that the same guy? No, that is not the same guy. Um, I but you're talking about um, – I know who you're talking about. Uh, you're talking about Corey Crawford. Uh, they have rolled with these two guys. I have no idea where Corey Crawford went. Okay. Um, but if I was the Blues, I would start Huso. But having Bennington on the bench, he can come in. He's done it before and can come in and carry. So um, – Wild play a little bit better five on five. They need to stay out of penalty trouble. St. Louis's power play is a top two power play. Ooh. So that gives St. Louis an advantage. 
Minnesota's power plays in the middle of the middle of the pack here this season. And St. Louis also has a top five penalty kill. So you so their special teams in St. Louis are solid up and down. So basically you're telling me they got all the right recipes to make a they playoff. Have, they have the right recipes, but the but the West is stacked. And uh, I have St. Louis in six. Just because they're so evenly built, I think uh, Minnesota could steal a couple games, but those special teams in St. Louis, uh, they're going to carry them. Okay. So we're going to move on to to your boys, the Avs, and I have them facing the Stars. Okay, I was just about to ask you, does Vegas sneak their way in? It's Vegas not- is not – Vegas tie, I believe Vegas tied. They played today. I believe Vegas had a tie, and they lost in overtime. So they only got it's one dark, point. That right? that does not help them. Yeah, and their their Vegas goal, Vegas Golden Knights goalie is not the same since they lost Flurry. Okay, so uh, Knights finally out. Made the a run Knights are going to miss the they Knights. The Knights, yeah, and they the Knights have ran. They just had a the Golden Knights had a slow start to the season. They were towards the bottom of the pack. And they've tried, and they, they're making a push, but the push is too late. Who did Vegas pick up? It was like halfway through the season. They picked up Jack Eichel, but he was hurt. He was hurt the first couple, the first like six weeks. So he's he was dealing with injury. Came out, came up with Buffalo, right? That's yes, sir. He was drafted by Buffalo, and he wanted out. So Buffalo sent the Vegas Golden Knights did the. Uh, did the lightning trick and said, oh, hey, uh, everyone's a long-term IR. We'll bring them over. Nice. And so they're going to be in cap trouble this offseason. Okay. Um, but let's hop in it. Your Avs versus the Stars. Avs are, the Avalanche is going to get a big boost. Yeah, buddy. With the return of, return of the fourth horseman in Gabriel Landeskog. Yeah. That gives them a huge boost. But – the guy I like on your team is Miko Rantanen. Miko's the man. He is the man. He has he has really he has really stepped up when Lane Discogs out. Him and him and uh him and your boy uh Kel McCarr, he's really stepped up. He kind of came out of nowhere, youngster. And Earth then up. yeah, and then you I have running for best defenseman this year, was he not? Oh, he's he's gonna be in the running, definitely, and he's gonna probably win uh, the uh, the Calder Trophy as best rookie, easy. He's he's the front runner. Um, but Deary's uh, you also have um, now I'm drawing blanks, and I McKinnon, uh, yeah, McKinnon. you also have McKinnon, dude, and you you guys are built well up and down this lineup. Um, you guys made a move at the trade deadline with. Uh, the Canadians picking up Arturi Lekkonen, and he's gave given you double digit double digit goals. Like he's, at, I think he's at eighteen or something. That's really good for these playoffs. Big time depth move right there. Big time depth move. You also picked up uh, my boy Josh Josh Manson. I'm wearing his jersey today. <laughs> um, he, uh, what Joe Sakic has done there. They have built – he has built where these offensive offensive defensemen like Kel McCarr, um, Sam Gerrard, and you have also have Devin Tays coming back. These are all offensive-minded defensemen. What Joe Sackick has done 
he got smart and brought brought in some stay-at-home defensemen so he could release these offensive defensemen and have let him play. That's a great move to have some stay-at-home defensemen. Absolutely. Yeah. And Kel McCarr has been changing the game with this. He's fast, and he's fast. He's been making some moves. And BT, BT has a stay-at-home defensive partner. He, uh, you have him at you have him at the blue line, and you give him a lane. He's going to charge that lane and make a move and score a goal. You can't give that guy any space. As um, they're about putting that pressure on the opposition, waiting for them to force a mistake for sure. You, exactly. Um, uh, your your question mark is your goalie. Your goalie has Darcy Kemper has done well this season, but it, can he keep it going in the playoffs? I really hope he can. We all do. We all. I, hey, <laughs> he's been good the past four or five years in the season, and then playoffs come and where is he sometimes? But I think he can get it done. I really do. Um, Dallas, they're not as stacked as uh, your Avs are. They, they still have Jamie Ben. They have Joe Pavelski. Um, they have a youngster, a 22 year old named Jason Robert Robertson. He has 37 goals on the year. And that's pretty good at 22. Um, they they also have Tyler Sagan still, um, so they still got their 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 stars. Um, they also have John Klingberg, but he's he's been rumored that he's been wanting out of Dallas. And they brought in over they brought over Ryan Suter from uh, Minnesota. Sorry, that's my little boy. If you hear him, nice. Um, Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, what hurts them? Um, they brought over Braden Holtby from the Capitals, longtime Capitals goalie. He's been hurt most of the year. So they've been riding a 23-year-old goaltender named Jake Oding- Odinger. And he has carried him pretty into these playoffs while Holtby's been out. Holt- Holtby is skating. He may or may not make the playoffs. You think they make that switch if he comes back and can play, or do they ride the hot hand? You got uh, – See that's hard to do. If you have that veteran presence sitting sitting on the bench, and something and the young youngster kind of sits out, youngster kind of falls apart. You can go. You can go to him. So I kind of say you ride the hot hand. Um, I like that. Yeah. Um, Colorado is just too stacked for these stars. So we getting burned uh, out, Cody. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Um, they have a great power play. Their P- Avs PK leaves a lot to be desired. And does Kemper hold the fort? Does Kemper hold it down well enough? I think he can, but I have Avs sweeping in four. I like it. I like that's what I wanted to hear. That's what I wanted to hear. Yep. So who's who? Who are we looking at for the second round here? A second round. Um, I ha- there's Calgary, Edmonton, Battle of Canada. Um, I have Calgary in seven. Calgary's yeah. a little bit, little bit well more built, and like I said, Mike Smith, their Edmonton's goalie, is not, is not great. Um, It'd be fun to watch that series, though. Especially that'd be that's the, that'd be a great series to watch. And then I have Colorado versus St. Louis Blues. I have Avs in five. Yeah, buddy. And then Western Conference Finals will be Calgary versus Colorado. Um, it's going to be high scoring. And uh, like I said, uh, they're uh, both goalies for the Avs and the Flames aren't great, but I think uh, Kemper gets it gets it done and gets into the West uh, Stanley Cup final. I think it's going to be 
Avs in six or seven. Yeah. Because yeah, Col- Colorado, Colorado has size, and if you have size and you can screen that goalie, you're going to be in business. So the top teams of this of the regular season, you're telling me, are going to meet in the finals this year? No, it's actually going to be Carolina Hurricanes versus oh, the right. Avs. That's right. You had a Carolina winning. Okay. Yeah. 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 You have you have Carolina's top penalty kill versus Colorado's top power play. So that's going to be very interesting. Um, Colorado will have to stay out of penalty trouble because they are not as good on the PK. That's uh, that, but I think Landis God can write can fix that. Okay. Um, I'm not gonna pick. I'm not gonna pick which team's gonna go, which team's gonna win it all. I want Colorado, but I don't count out these Hurricanes. It's gonna go to a seven game series. I would love. I mean, I I'd prefer to just see the Abs sweep it and win. But seven games when it comes to the Stanley Cup playoffs, those games are just the ultimate of intensity. Yeah. So that's that's what I have. I have I want Colorado to win, but it's going to go to seven games in that Stanley Cup final, I believe. I like it, man. Love the breakdown. That's that's exactly what people who uh, listen to the show wanting some hockey knowledge needed. Now, with that all being said, and you've given us the rundown on the playoff teams, I think it's only fair we give you a chance to uh, shout out your Ducks a little bit. They got they got one of the youngest, uh, highly talented They're, guys in the league right now. In Zark, it, it's Zarkish? Trevor Trevor Zegra, Zegra. or Trevor Zegras, what people say. Um, that guy is going to be a superstar, superstar. He's take he's taking this league by storm. If you, if you've seen some of his highlights, his uh, Michigan goals where that's probably the goal of the year is it not oh yeah where he flips it he does the michigan pass flips it yeah. over the goaltender's head and milano uh, sunny milano slams it in i mean that was absurd that it, that was nuts i was like no way did he do that and it hit just he, you, you could tell he's a youngster because jesse's reaction his reaction of uh oh my gosh like like did that he really happen just did it yeah he was like we really just did that like the next time so, done, it's gonna be like yeah, just well, yeah, again. <laughs> yeah, so well, we'll my be here. Ducks, my ducks are rebuilding, but give them probably three years, they're gonna be right there with everyone else. All right, but especially All right. if they build around Zegris, they're gonna be in great shape. Great stuff, man. We we really appreciate you coming on, dropping some hockey knowledge before, for everybody. Before we you let know, him go, oh, oh. We, Easy. We got to ask on. him a question I know. Here. Hang on. I got one for him. We we appreciate your hockey knowledge. Your name gets dropped a lot just from uh, <laughs> stuff you send us from time to time. So nice that you could come join and put a face to the name and let people kind of see where we're getting that insider information from. And I know anytime we have a guest on, Pinky's got to grill him a little bit with the same question every time. And we kind of hang it up in our wall that's not really here. But I'm going to let Pinky take it from here. Well, I am really curious about this question here, Cody. What's up? Give me the, the, the most honest answer you can. Okay. I know there's a dirty rumor out there that you're a Texans fan. Yes, sir. And and we've got to know why. Okay. There's not really a lot of Texans fans out there. Okay. So why I want to join, like, every time I say, oh, I'm a Texans fan, I get a weird look like why and I, and since they drafted JJ Watt 
I am a JJ Watt fan. He is a great guy. So I kind of just stuck with the TV. Even if he left, they're rebuilding. I'm a Davis Mills fan. I think Davis Mills could get it done. So Cody, I'm with you, Cody. I have a JJ Watt jersey. No lie. Yeah, I'm a JJ Watt fan. I'm now because he went over to the Cardinals. I'm a closet Cardinals fan too. But uh, I'm not going to leave the Texas just because of one player. Now, have you thought because of horrible ownership? The ho- that's I- what Bill O'Brien killed this, killed that team, and the ownership is just killing it more. They kind of need to let Casario just do what he wants and uh, just keep building. We got a lot of draft capital. What's so, that guy's, uh, who's that uh, spiritual leader they have? That's part of the organization. Oh, I know. He, oh, what's his name? That, that, I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, you don't need to mention him anyway. It's probably better left unsaid. Yeah, that's the guy that's really hurting the deal. <laughs> oh, old. I know who you talk about. You talk about Jack Estersby. Yes. Yes, that guy. yes he's, he's they need to get rid of him. And kind of the, I, I I think you need to start, need to consider selling the Texans for for the nerds out there. It's like Worm Tongue in Lord of the Rings. That's exactly who, yes. Not a bad reference, Pinky. Right? Not a bad right? reference, Pinky Chinky, sir. <laughs> that, uh, that legit did me no good, but I'll take your word on it. <laughs> you yeah, so. speaks, sir. <laughs> he speaks. He is here, ladies and gentlemen. He is yeah. here. Hey, I've been doing some research. All right. <laughs> uh, well, Cody, we will uh, we'll see uh, how the playoffs go. We might have you back before the Stanley Cup uh, hits, and uh, we can kind of revisit some of yeah, these, hopefully, these hopefully, picks. And hopefully, uh, someone makes some bets on all my uh, all my uh, teams here. And make make some be. money. Pinky oh, yeah. will be making the bet, so you're going to hear from him one way or the other. Absolutely, <laughs> I put money on on Thursday for the first. Uh, First player picked. If I win that, I'm going right to you for hockey bets. There you go. We're going to no make it. No worries. My man, we appreciate your time. You have a wonderful evening, and uh, we'll be speaking again soon. All right. Sounds good. Have a good Have a good evening. I'll be watching. Thanks, Cody. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate you, buddy. All right. Later. See ya. I like the atmosphere that Cody had because he had all the kids and the noises and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't get that anymore. So I kind of miss it. So when I hear it, I'm like, oh, I remember those days. Yeah. I have yeah. dogs. Full household. That's yeah. about all I can I mean, contribute. Yeah. They barked at me when I went to the bathroom like I was going somewhere. Nah. It's just cars. I don't know what it is about them. They're annoying. You know what time it is? Huh? No, it's not. We have NBA to talk about, Pinky. There are still uh, other things going on. Damn it. And you can say the draft is important. And it is, but the playoffs are happening right it's, now. It's draft week. And draft week. There, no, that's not – no, we're not doing that. There are NBA playoffs. There are playoffs happening right now, Pinky. Should I time him, Aaron? Playoffs. Let's give a quick score. And playoffs on. are happening right now, sir. The floor is yours. I mean, let's just start with the, the hot topic here and the fact that uh, Brooklyn got swept by the Celtics. Now, I do remember saying that that is a very likely possibility, and you laughed at me. But I told you there is a dysfunction happening in Brooklyn – that was cause for concern and it reared its ugly head very quickly and they are now out 4-0 told you the Celtics have one of the best defenses in the league they, and they shut KD down they also played one of the hottest teams in the NBA in the first round like 
you coming into these playoffs, you did not want to play Boston. No, but there's a reason Boston was one of the hottest teams. They've got two young studs, like I told you about, in Tatum and Brown. They got the defensive player of the year in Smart, who's playing like a Gary Payton right now, basically. And they play team defense. Brooklyn plays no defense. And they basically, their lineup is such that they can switch everything. And that's what they did with KD. And they hounded him all series. He had his worst playoff series of his career. His numbers were down drastically from his playoff averages. It was pretty nasty. Uh, Kyrie is Kyrie. And after they lost, came out and said that him and KD are going to continue to manage the franchise. So if I'm Brooklyn, I'm letting Kyrie walk. Uh, I'm not signing him to a big deal. They probably will, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't touch that with a 10-foot pull. Um, now, to Brooklyn's defense, they're missing some of their depth. Um, ben Simmons didn't play at all. So, you know, if he finally decides to get his head out of his ass and he comes back next year and decides to actually compete, Brooklyn could be scary next year. Game game four, when they get swept, when they got swept, Ben Simmons deciding that he couldn't play. Sitting courtside in the loudest outfit that you can wear amongst a bunch of black jerseys was not a good look. There's a lot of things that he does that say more look at me rather than look at us. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, they weren't a big fan of Harden and, and his lack of team. And Ben Simmons has quit on every team he's ever been a part of. So how that changes next year will be interesting to see. But Boston's moving on. They're going to get a nice little rest. Boston's hot, man. They're going to get a nice little rest. Boston's going to make a good run. Now you've got Philly and Toronto. Toronto won last night in Philly to put it at a 3-2. Embiid is hurt. He's got a fractured thumb that's going to require surgery. Harden is not the Harden of old. I said this also when the trade happened. He's lost a step. Well, he can't. He can't do that fake jump into people stuff. Now, well, exactly. Right? The rules changed, so he already had to adjust to that, and that was causing him issues. But he's definitely lost a step. Uh, pretty much every popular analyst is saying it now. He does not look the same. He's not the same dude who was in Houston. That's for sure. Uh, he also can't dominate the ball for twenty-three seconds and then either pass or throw up a deep three because Embiid will break him. And Doc Rivers would never allow that to happen. Now, Doc Rivers is looking at becoming the first coach to lose a 3-0 series lead. Are they up 3-2? They were up 3-0. Doc Doc Rivers has lost three 3-1 series. He's been up 3-1 and lost three of them now. He could be the first one ever to drop a 3-0. Toronto is playing well. Now, what's funny is their starting point guard, Van Vliet, went down with an injury. Their rookie, Scotty Barnes, stepped up and started playing point guard. And they're basically running 6'5 or taller now in their rotation. They're switching everything, which has started to cause a lot of issues for Philly. I do believe Toronto can pull this off. And the reason for it is Embiid's injury. The deeper you go and the more they grind on him, that thumb's going to weigh on him. And he's not going to be the same offensive presence with a broken thumb that he was all season long. I'm sorry. I'm going to send a couple guys to just smack your hand, bro. Harden Harden can't step up like he used to. Philly definitely has the ability to close this out. They just need one more win. But I actually like Toronto's chances to come all the way back from 3-0, win four in a row, and move on to the next round. 
You've got Miami and Atlanta. That's almost My, done, right? Miami is just beating Trey Young down. Here's another great defensive team that is just switching everything. They set a screen for Trey Young, they switch every single time. And it doesn't matter if it's their center to point guard, they're switching off Trey Young, and he's having a hell of a time trying to find any open space. They won a game, though, didn't they? Oh, yeah. Atlanta won a game. But Miami's just, just vicious. Like when, I said, they don't necessarily have that one superstar. Jimmy Butler's their dude, and he's not quite at that superstar level. He's really damn good, though. And then you've got Adebayo. You've got Hero. You've got Duncan coming off the bench. who's a three-point specialist. They've got the pieces they need to make a deep run. Now, uh, the, the final series out in the East, Milwaukee and Chicago. Milwaukee lost their Robin to Giannis and Nakupo. And with Middleton being out, there's not quite a timetable for him to return. I still like them to get through to Chicago. Through Chicago. Um, and Chicago's putting up a fight, but I like them to still get past Chicago. If Middleton doesn't come back, though, I don't see how they can get past Boston at that point. And, and that's going to be the kicker. They need Middleton. He's great on defense, and he can be really good on offense, too. He can drop 50 any night. He's done it before. So when he's there with Giannis... They're really strong. But if he doesn't come back, I see Boston coming out of the East. Um, I, right now, I would take Boston out of the East regardless. Oh, They're man. just playing so good. They're yeah, remember, really Milwaukee's good. defending champions. Milwaukee can turn it on, but Boston's playing so good. They're, they're very similar teams if Middleton's healthy. Drew Holiday, Middleton, Giannis match up very well against Smart, Tatum, and <clears throat> Brown. Um, they've also got Lopez back. That's a big deal for them as well. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. But if Middleton comes back, you got a seven-game series there, and it can be a coin toss. Now, out west, I I'm going to start with Dallas and Utah just because I love the fact that Utah's imploding the way they are with the whole Go Bear and, and the Spider, one, Donovan Mitchell's One of issues. the guys I uh, work with um, was at the Dallas game last night. Oh, really? Yeah. That was a good mean, game they, for them to be at. Yeah, Look, they Brunson's been playing out of his mind, especially with Luca missing a couple games. Luca came back. He's been playing out of his mind, and Brunson's still balling. I like what Dallas is doing right now. I actually see them getting to the Western Conference Finals. Uh, you've got, I'm just going to get it out of the way now because there, there's not a whole lot of hope, but you've got Golden State and Denver. Denver's had a chance to steal a couple of these, and they couldn't close it out. They got lucky the other night and won one. I think that's the only one they're they, getting. They unfortunately. probably should have lost that one, but Golden State is is looking really good Dude, right now. So Clay might be the second best shooter in the league for sure. No, um, he's not. Might be the second best shooter in the league. He's the second best shooter in the league. He's the second best shooter of all time. And it's probably not like fair to allow the two best shooters to be on the same team. Well, and then you got Jordan Poole making a name for himself. The dude's playing out of his mind right now. Uh, how he's not the most improved player and John Morant got it, I, I think is only because they couldn't give John Morant the MVP this year. Yeah, I mean, I mean, John. So they felt the a, need to give him something. Job took a really big step. I, really, I don't think it was that big of a step. I, I, I really don't. I think the team around him made a, made a big step, which allowed him to showcase his talent more. You want to call that most improved? Okay, but I think Jordan Poole could have. There's a couple other guys who could have won that award as well. I don't hate that John got it by any means. Um, but Golden State's rolling right now. They are rolling hard. Their new death lineup is scary. 
with Wiggins, yeah. Thompson, Curry, so Draymond, been, uh, and Poole. Obviously, I'm, I'm, uh, we're fans of Nuggets Twitter accounts, and they're fans of us. And uh, watching people just post all stuff, I'm like, guys, why are you going crazy? Like, you knew at some point this run was going to end. Yes, but Murray there's been, and MPJ. I mean, I, look, I go back and forth with Malone all the time, whether he's the right guy or not the right guy. I'm, I'm on the fence, and depending on what day it is and what time it is, I could be on either side of the fence within five minutes of each other. His rotation this playoffs has been atrocious. The fact that Barton has gotten the minutes he has and Highland has not gotten the minutes has been a major mistake. Now, he changed that the last that's, game, and they came out with the win. That's just – he – he struggles trusting a rookie, it just, which a lot of coaches do. Yeah, but you got to be man enough to go, this dude's playing better. This dude so, brings us energy. Did you see the stat from the last game? Yeah, of course I did. That Bones Highland? Three 30-foot three-pointers yeah, first in first, history. First player in history to have three from 30-foot. Now, Take that with a grain of salt because two of them, you could well, argue, were really bad takes. Well, who should be shooting from 30 feet to begin with, but... Again. There's a handful of guys in the NBA who can do it. Who, you who wouldn't can, question. But no, 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 no. See, and I saw somebody post this on, on Facebook and, and somewhere else, actually. I saw two separate comments saying the same thing. Shooting from 30 feet isn't a skill. It's a luck. And they're absolutely wrong. Absolutely wrong. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. 30 just, feet is the new 24 in the NBA. Just when you shoot from 30 feet, your percentage could be less. So why not? For some guys. But there's also some guys who shouldn't be shooting three-pointers at all, and they're allowed to. 30 feet for, I'd say there's 10 dudes in the NBA right now who 30 feet is nothing, and it's not a big deal. It, it, that's, a, that's a definitely okay shot for them. But Golden State's rolling, and I see them in the Western Conference Finals, and that's going to be, them and Dallas could be a lot of fun to watch. Um, you've got Minnesota and Memphis, which has turned out to be a hell of a series. Minnesota's young guys are stepping up big time. Carl um, Anthony Towns is looking like a beast. Edwards is just a monster who's only going to get better. So they're going to be fun to watch. D'Angelo Russell's playing well. Pat Beverly's giving them an emotional boost that they really need. He also is a defensive specialist. Whether you like that or not, he is. So that series has turned out to be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, right now it's a pick em, which I didn't think would happen at the beginning of the series. But I see that probably going seven, and it's a coin flip who comes out on that series. John Morant and the boys have had a great season, second in the West. Um, they've done their thing, but they're young, uh, inexperienced, and it's showing right now, unfortunately, in these playoffs. So seven games, pick them. Good luck to either team. Finally, you've got the series that nobody saw coming with New Orleans and Phoenix. All about Booker, man. Devin Booker went down, and all of a sudden, New Orleans is looking like they're going to make a huge upset. I, I think Phoenix still wins. I don't, actually. Not after the way they've looked the last couple of games. They look lost, unfortunately. And the defense they're putting on Chris Paul, who doesn't look to have that help now that Booker's out to take that pressure off That would off be him. epic if the Pelicans win. Those young guys, epic. those young guys, couple rookies there, uh, Alvarado especially being uh, an emotional boost for him and just coming out there and playing reckless, amazing defense on Chris Paul has has thrown them for a loss uh, on the Phoenix side. And they're playing fearless. They're playing like they don't know that they're supposed to be rookies and they shouldn't be any good. Ingram's looking like a beast. Uh, Valanchunas is looking really nice. 
So I actually think New Orleans is going to upset them, and it's going to throw people's heads for a loop. And keep in mind, they're doing all this without Zion right now. If they get past the first round, there is a legitimate chance Zion Williams could step in and give them 15 to 20 a night in the second round, and they could be even more dangerous going into that second round when they play a, a Golden State team if that were to happen. Um, Minnesota's beating down. Minnesota's yeah. beating Memphis right now. Yeah. And it looks like Miami will beat Atlanta. And that should close out the series. Yeah. And then we still got New Orleans and Phoenix here at 8 p.m. So keep an eye on these. Uh, I do like Golden State and Dallas in the West. Um, Milwaukee and Boston in the East. We'll see what happens. We'll probably get Greg on here soon with the playoffs. Talk some more basketball. After the draft, NFL is kind of dead for a little bit. So yeah, they take about time. a month off. That's about yeah. the only break they ever have. Yeah. So that's the NBA rundown right now. Uh, we'll see how the second round plays out, but it's getting real interesting real quick. Just like I said, it was going to, and uh, it's going to be fun to watch how this plays out. If Be- if Booker's hurt for too long, that's really sad. They were talking a minimum of 14 days with his injury. That's sad. Normally. That's sad. Which means he's not going to be back for this series. That I just, I don't like that at all. And that's a dude who was averaging like 26, eight and eight roughly. Or five and eight or something like that. So Phoenix is a team I'm kind of rooting for. Nuggets I, fans will hate that. But I wouldn't mind seeing Chris Paul finally get a ring. I just, I, they hadn't been good for a long time. Now they're good. Yeah. Like it's like I don't know. I I can't hate on that. Fair. I can't. That's fair. I I think they're about to get upset though. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. I think so, they pull this one out even without Booker. Tonight's going to say second, a lot. The second one will be the the, the second series would be the issue. Tonight's going to say a lot about where that ends up. So we'll wait and mm. see. We'll mm. wait and see. Now, Pinky, since I had to twist your arm to let me get my MBA in here. And it was good. I It was good. I appreciate that. I appreciate take. you allowing me a, a, a brief moment in time to discuss some playoffs. Now, drumroll, please. Where are we heading, Pinky? NFL draft time, boys. Oh, boy. NFL draft time. So been doing a quite a few a few mock drafts with uh, our buddy Andy. And I think we got Andy joining the stream here. Look at that. Coming in clutch. Coming in. Oh, yeah. Andy's in the house. Oh my goodness. Look at the big fella. Mike check. So <laughs> guys, try to turn away from the lights. So it's not glaring. <laughs> we'll give we'll give him a moment. So as we did last year, we did a mock draft. A lot of fun. Yo, let's huh. pause for a second here. Let's cheers. That's two guests in one night. That's a first. That is a first. Chinky, chinky, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, that is a <laughs> Yeah, that is a first. Drink to that. Um, so, <coughs> easy there, big fella. Don't get bird too dog, excited. The easy. bird dog peach is hitting me a little different. Easy, buddy. Ooh. We need you to stick around, okay? Before I go too far, because I know we will forget. Just like last week, we are sipping on some bird dog, peach, and strawberry. And we have some oak and Eden. And then before the whiskey, we had some more humble coffee. I mean, coffee and whiskey is pretty good. This is a bourbon. Bourbon barrel uh, coffee, yes, sir. Yeah, this, I drink, I'm a coffee bitch. I am. I like sugar, well, cream. I like cream. In my in my coffee, 
I drank this and it was awesome. I should have been a cowboy because I'm whiskey and black. <laughs> so I, I am not. I am. Not. Who knows? How I ended up in the city. Like if I don't have creamer to drink my coffee with in the morning, like I go get creamer. Terrible. Like that's what's gonna happen. Right. But <clears throat> with coffee this good, I don't have to. Champed it out. So get some humble in you. I mean, dude, a <laughs> bourbon barrel coffee with some rye. It's delicious. It's delicious. It's it's good really stuff. good. It was good. It's really good. And I um we're we're gonna we're gonna get uh I think we're gonna try this on a steak, right? And that's the goal. Yeah, I think I'm gonna try to make a um a coffee rub with the bourbon barrel whiskey coffee. I don't see how that would be bad. Oh dude. Yeah. I mean it's steak. Is it really gonna be bad? It's true. You can ruin steak in a lot of different can ways. You? I've seen I've, people do it. I've not had a bad <laughs> steak or a bad burger, so it depends how hungry I was. I mean, the first <laughs> easiest way to ruin a steak is cooking it past medium. That's true, too. Yeah. Now, I'm more of a medium rare, but you go anywhere past medium and it's already done. Like, that's I, the end of the steak. You know, I used to be medium well. Oh, I, I used what? to. I used to. Did you put ketchup on it, too? <laughs> no. I am not a frog idiot. Freaking okay? delete. <laughs> no. I would never put ketchup on a steak. He was A1 <laughs> all the way, baby. I was a medium well. And then my fr- my buddy Gary, who is the steak aficionado, cooks it all medium or medium rare. Medium rare, baby. And it is so tender and delicious that I have changed. You get a good steak, medium rare, that thing will just butter melt in your mouth. All right. All right. So let's set some ground rules here. Yeah, how do you want to do this, buddy? Let obviously, the people know how this is going to go down. Obviously, there will be some trades in the first round. We can't predict trades. We can't make trades in this. It makes it too hard. We can discuss this may be a spot for a trade. So when it's your pick, I've got the picks labeled out. You can bring it up. Here's the player I would pick here, and here's the player I'm going to pick. But this might be a good spot to trade out. All right? Fair enough? Fair enough. Now, I'm also going to caveat this by saying, I am picking who I think should be picked. Not who I think the team is going to pick, who I would pick. Right. Pinky, however, is notorious for picking what he believes the team will pick. So I'm hoping he will clarify that as the draft goes on because he will go both ways. And he does. Understand. Oh, it'd be the same way. It would be as if I was running the franchise and I was trying to turn them around or keep them going. Okay. That's what I like. So we got two people who are doing what they want. Pinky may have an outside influence. Sometimes. <laughs> I, I read a lot of mock drafts. Okay, you guys? do. You do. Like I said, this is Pinky's Christmas, so he's he's very excited right now. All right. What, what else do we got here for ground rules? Uh, I mean, that's the easiest one. Just no trades. Talk about the player. Talk about why you would draft the player for that team, and we can roll. Now, there's three of us picking, or is SP participating in SP's this? SP's participating. I got him on the list. Uh oh. Well, you might as well have me take the Jets and Giants picks because I'm sure I'm going to be just as knowledgeable as their decision makers. <laughs> well, I mean, in in defense of the Giants, their GM is brand new. Hey, what do you know? I don't have any games either. Now, in your defense, you know enough football to know what team needs are. You got a list in front of you, yes. so you can always kind of go best available. And if there's, you, you know, you have a couple questions, throw them out there. We'll give you some names, and then you can run with it. That's true. That's true. I also have a lot of Madden experience. If you, um, if, you need, <laughs> if you need a lifeline, we're here for you. All right. That works. 
So who, who what, what order are we going in here, Pinky? So it's going to be Aaron. Oh, okay. Caleb. I get to open this up. Pinky, huh? Andy. All right. All right. And, until we get to the very end, and then I've got some changes to it. Oh, interesting. I like this a little shuffling going on. Well, I want to make sure that Aaron gets <clears throat> the draft for the Cowboys. I like and it. Andy gets the draft for the Chiefs. Okay, so. that's fair. All I don't right. mind that at all. I like that. Uh, the other thing I will uh, throw out there is this is probably going to be one of the worst mocks you'll see simply because I think everybody's mocks going to be terrible. But I do believe this is going to be the biggest movement in draft history <clears throat> as far as trades and teams doing things unexpectedly, especially with as many teams as have multiple so picks. I am round. really interested because I don't think that's going to happen. Maybe I'm hoping for it more so than I think it will happen, but I think it's going to happen. I just think that a lot of teams are going to be like, there's this player and this player, and they're really close. I don't have to trade up to get that guy. For those that have watched Sunday night, uh, we, we've done a little mocking here and there and some draft conversation. I feel like, Andy, you're kind of on the same page with me in the sense that this draft is actually loaded minus the quarterbacks, and that's caused some people to downplay the talent. I think the draft has a lot of talent. Um, Pinky and I were talking about that earlier about the difference between, you know, truly exceptional and just great players. And this draft, I think, has more great players than a lot of them have. Um, just like Pinky, I get super excited for the draft. So some of these guys, you know, I, I can tell you guys I thought were going to be awesome and not much came from them. Andy sends me so. videos like all year. And then I'm like, <laughs> that guy did nothing. <laughs> yeah. Look, situation says a lot. So we I've talked I'm, about it many times. Square peg round you know, holes, the NFL you, way. You may have made me come around on that, Caleb. That situation, coaching situation, <laughs> players around them make a difference. Who would have well, thought? Let's kick this off then. SP NFL draft. You and uh, 2022. The uh, wonderful team at number one are on the clock. The Jaguars. I'm pretty sure everyone knows Walker is going number one, especially for the Jaguars, right? That's who I've got my money on. That's what you're doing? Uh, Yeah. Well, I think their offense is stacked. I think their coach was just so incompetent. He couldn't do anything with it last year. Hard to argue that. I think they're at least going to be third place. They're not going to be in the bottom. Uh, I think they're going to beat out the Texans. Well, they're in the same division as Houston, so I think that's fairly safe bet. I mean, literally. <laughs> I'm just saying it's going to be a lot closer um, than I think people think. Okay. Um, okay. I could see him making a run. And I honestly, just on a side note, I wouldn't doubt if Colts actually take number one. Tennessee right on their trail, but. Just It'll saying. be interesting to see. So I you got Walker know. going one, huh? Yeah. Come on. Put him on the board. going number one. Woo, woo. That's why I got my money on for Thursday night, actually, as well. Perfect. I get 30 bucks if he gets drafted. <laughs> well, he'll get drafted. Oh, yeah. Number one. I, I, yeah. Well, Andy. Yeah. Andy. Right. Um, Caleb is on the clock with the Detroit, Detroit Lions. <laughs> so it is stroking out. <laughs> hey, nobody understands. It is hot in here. It is a little hot. I'm so, like, yeah. I've said this many times, and if you watch any of the Sunday night things, I, I, I pound the table on this. If you want to become a better team, you build from the inside out. You build your trenches, and you go from there. You can top two offensive linemen are on the board, and Neil and Akeem, and you've still got Aiden Hutchinson sitting there, who arguably could be the best player in the draft. I personally, with it being... Before you do anything. Whoa. <laughs> before you do anything. 
Aiden Hutchinson is from Michigan. He played at Michigan. Yes, he did. And the Detroit Lions have nothing on defense. And he fans. and he can't get it. He can't get away from Michigan fast enough. <laughs> He's all like, <laughs> all great points, Pinky, and that's why Aiden Hutchinson is not going to be the pick here. And that's because it is now an offensive league. And if you can't protect whoever is behind that center and give him a chance to do something, you are going to fail miserably. So where I would have years ago looked at defense first, it's all about that offense now. And I think the best offensive lineman in the, in the draft right now is Akeem. I think that dude is scary athletic. He can run block down the field for yards Maybe needs a little work on his pass protect, but he's athletic enough to become a great at it. Right now, I think he's really good. I'm going to Keem here. Interesting. Now, now I would bet money that he's wrong on this <laughs> and that they will run the card up because Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson is literally a Dan Campbell guy. Like He fits the mold of what Dan Campbell wants, and they have nobody on defense. Nobody. Detroit's so. also been a losing franchise for decades, and that's why they should go with what I said, not what they think they should do. Because they pick so, wrong a lot. Having good offensive line and being able to protect your quarterback, absolutely valid point. Sure. Absolutely. As long as your quarterback's not Jared Goff. <laughs> I mean, we'll get Jared, there. Jared, 32 is their quarterback. So. Jared, Jared Goff, yeah. when protected, is still pretty good. <clears throat> when protected. Pinky's favorite line. When he's protected, he doesn't fold like a chair. <laughs> now, real quick, my opinion, obviously, granted, I'm a complete novice at this, but looking at the Lions situation, I would have either looked to trade back, try to get some equity, or actually I would have went for Garrett Wilson. Nobody's trying to get to two, my man. Uh, here's here's the problem with that, SP. They've got two really good wide receivers right now, I believe, in Amar St. Brown and DJ Shark. They've got a great, a great tight end in Hawkinson. If you look at Goff's best seasons, he had very particular types of wide receivers, and neither of those are currently on that team. So, Montaigne Brown, very good. Hawkinson, very good. DJ Shark can be good when healthy. When oh my, we're when going healthy. down that road again. Dude tore an ACL, dude. By all accounts, he's fine. He's a deep threat. He's a thousand yard, ten touchdown guy. Two bad, years ago. Too bad Goff isn't a deep Look, threat. I'll be honest. None of the wide receivers in this draft are guys I would draft it to. That's true. That's why I said I would uh, I would disagree in the fact that if Jamison hadn't torn his ACL, he would definitely be looked at as a top five. No. Oh, my gosh. Again, I'm going to question your college. You you can, but <laughs> your, I'm telling your you. Your college acumen, if you will. The, these guys are not guys you would draft in the top five at wide receiver. All right. They're Pete, good. You're on the clock. I'm on the clock with Cody's team, the Houston Texans. Here you go, Cody. And I feel bad for Aiden Hutchinson. I do. Right. But you got to take it. Because he's going to he's going to the Texans. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what, what happened when they got J.J. Watt? Things started turning around. Sure. Yeah, sure. I mean, he's not J.J. Watt, but he's going to be really well, good. Well, J.J. Watt wasn't J.J. Watt until all of a sudden he was J.J. Watt. So, you know, when you say things like that, they sound slightly ridiculous. <laughs> J.J. Watt was the tight end. Watt, camera. <laughs> yep. I can't go yeah. full in the nuts, right? <laughs> Andy, back me up here. J.J. Watt yeah. was considered to be this amazing all-time great beast coming out of college. He wasn't. There are suspicions. Remember, he was the tight end. 
So he didn't even play defensive end his whole time. And everybody freaked out because J.J. Watt tight end was nowhere close to the size he was he when he, he was He technically a played tight end at a different college and then transferred to Wisconsin and then was yeah. playing defense. But So he had a couple years of defense first. Correct. Oh, he did. But it was – you look at the photos, they've had all kinds of conspiracies on that where they show how small he was and how he just got super huge. <laughs> yeah. All right, Andy, where are you going now that now that Hutchinson's off the board at four? You're you're drafting for the New York Jets, by the way, Andy. Well, for the Jets, I mean, to have Evan Neal drop, that's crazy awesome. There's only one right answer here. That's that was what I was looking at was Neal too. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say, because like we've talked about building from the trenches, you've got a young quarterback that you don't want to be wrong on. Absolutely. Michael Carter, the running back, was good. He really was. Um I forgot the receiver they had that did really well was Washington. Eliza Mitchell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he that they've got talent, but they have to do just like we said. You've got to start protecting it. And on the defense, I don't know if they want to go that high on it because I mean I love defense first personally, but the offense, just like Cave said, that is the game. Everybody. I mean, just look at the uh, Chiefs Bills game. That that was rated one of the best games of all time. There was no defense in that game at all. I mean, the cornerback for the Chiefs fell flat on his face, and they got a touchdown over it. There was huge mistakes made on both teams on defense. If the Chiefs do things right, the Bills are nowhere close. If the Bills do it right, the Chiefs are nowhere close. And the Bills but were a top everybody top loved defense. it. Going into that game, Bills were a top five defense, and look what happened to them. Yeah. So that that's what's scary. So. I would say Evan Neal all the way here. They have to start, and again, my opinion is they have to start truly valuing this team and realize there's not a quick fix. Well, and if now, you're a Jets fan. I'm sorry, go ahead, Andy. Oh, if you're a Jets fan, it, it's going to be a long ride, just like Falcons fans. Two well, years, be, it's uh, going to be rough. That would be a finally learning from their mistakes and you know doing the opposite of what they did when they had Sam Darnold. Yeah. You know, funny enough, Andy, I think that wait for the Falcons is going to be a lot shorter than most teams. I think they're going to fix a lot of problems with this draft. So, I would love that. That's my third favorite team, so I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I've, I've heard some rumors today. It's funny you say that, Andy, because I've heard some rumors today that the Jets are really high on a certain cornerback out of LSU. Ooh, Stingley would be sick. Yeah, so, I, I love him. It'll yeah. be interesting to see what they do with that fourth pick. SP. Well, that was like, oh boy, Giants at five. By yeah. the way, the other New York team that doesn't play in New York. See, but this is where I do stupid stuff. You know what I mean? Because, <laughs> because now that I actually, well, Caleb's see... already ruined it, so you're good, yeah, man. Yeah, do yeah. what you do. This, this, okay. So this ruined is the... it by just taking arguably the best offensive lineman in the league in the draft. You're not wrong, but. <laughs> Detroit's taking Aiden Hutchinson if he's on the board. Oh, if he's not on the board, they would might take someone else. All right. So this is this is my my strategy, and it's a terrible strategy, right? But and I already know this, and people know this too. Anybody, keep in mind, anybody who's drafted with keep me, in mind, yeah, they have seven as well. Yes, that's trust me. That adds into my terrible strategy. <laughs> but again, this is what you would do to improve the team. Not what you think they're going to do. This is what I would do personally. And, uh, I would actually be looking at Drake London right now. And here's the reason See, I don't hate that at seven. I don't like it at five. S seven is going to be a poor choice too. So. 
But I told you, man, I'm in that Giants mindset. I'm I hope, I hope Mark's not stuff. listening. I hope Mark's, Mark's not listening. <laughs> now, here's the deal. Either guy they want is probably going to be there for five and seven. Yes, exactly. Are made. That's so why I don't it doesn't matter which way you take them. Right. Um, especially it's because of, I feel like they're going to take a tackle and a wide receiver myself at yeah. five and seven. Well, I personally would be going with Drake London. Um, so we'll go with that and we'll see what happens here. And then I'm going to see who makes that other decision, but I'll tell you what my other decision would have been. So Pinky, Are you up now? You're up. Oh, I'm up. Yeah. You're up for the Panthers. Panthers are in a strange situation right now because what they need it's way too early for, and uh, I mean, there's only two positions they can go for right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, tackle and quarterback. Right, but like, why pick at number six somebody who's supposed to be there from 13 up? You know what I mean? That that's kind of what makes that lousy. So well, do you, do you trade back? Do well, you... the the issue is this would be a great position for a trade back. They do not draft again right. until the fourth round. Yeah, that's oh. why you have to take it. This I could. Look, a lot of people like them taking a quarterback here. I think that would be just foolish for many different reasons. I, I like I'm a not tackle. Go into it. Cross could look really good on that team. I would. Their defense is not terrible, and I think it's a cornerback away from being arguably top ten. And if their defense can be a little more stout, I think that with a healthy offense that they they could possibly have. It's hard to go tackle here. I actually kind of like them taking Sauce Gardner here. Oh, they have to take a tackle. They have to take a tackle. They have I to like take Sauce Gardner here. Impact. Instant impact. Shut down corner. Is Sauce Gardner a better player than Cross? Sure. I, I think they need a tackle. Their Wait, O-line was bad. Who? Sam Darnold had nobody. Nobody. Ahmad. Yep, that's it. Ahmad. Gardner. Yep. All right. Nickname Sauce. He didn't allow a touchdown in college. Don't be using nicknames with me. <laughs> Dude is a straight beast. That's crazy. Um, yeah, it's absurd. And that's that's including the college football playoffs that he just went in with against Alabama. Did not allow a touchdown. So sounds like Trayvon Diggs should be taking some notes. <laughs> impact player. <laughs> It could be argued might be the best player in the draft. Falling to them at six, I like that pick a lot. Now I, I don't hate it. But I just said I would build offense first and from the trenches out. I personally don't think Cross is as good as his as his numbers showed. His tape at Mississippi State could be considered suspect depending on how you're looking at it. I think he could be good. I don't think he can be great. I think Sauce Gardner could be a Hall but, of Famer. But the Panthers would take good right now. Yeah, that's yeah, an upgrade. Yeah, but he could be. <clears throat> Sam Darnold's like, I'm seeing ghosts. I don't think Cross is a surefire surefire guy. Okay. That's why I would Fair rather enough. take Gardner at that pick right there. I mean, I would take Gardner at two, depending. He's really good. So, Gardner for me. Nope. This one's easy. Hmm? Giants are on the board, right? Uh, well, yeah, I didn't know if we were going to have Andrew move to it or not. So no, no, this is my pick. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> so bitter. So bitter. <laughs> Go ahead, Pinky. Shout it out. Let's move on. It's, it's Charles Cross. They'd be ecstatic if he fell there. They need an, they need an offensive lineman and a wide receiver. So 
Now, SP, this is why Pinky was saying you should have done this reverse because London's not going to go before seven. Right. So you sure fire your offensive line, making sure Carolina doesn't grab that third offensive and line. And then you right can away. grab any and guy then you can at get seven. London with seven. Garrett Wilson, London, whoever. And I, I agree. That's probably how the Giants would look at it and do it just because Cross could end up going to Carolina if he's sitting there. Well, I still think they want to trade back out of seven. There's a lot of people who are going to be trying to trade back. The I question think, is, who's willing to trade up? Well, who who really wants to trade up is the thing. So, but there you go. Cross at seven. No, no trades in this draft, so we're playing. But uh, Andy is on the clock for the Atlanta Falcons. Now, this is where things Which get, is his second team. Yeah. So. Yeah. And this is, so with uh, the Falcons right here, there's no way. There's already a, a draft. Uh, was it uh, Bucky Brooks redid his draft today? He just released his newest one, and this would be amazing if Thibodeau falls this far. The Falcons, that's they're not going to pass on. They've drafted O linemen for the last three years. They spent tons of picks on it, and, and they believe, it. yeah, but they believe the Falcons believe they've got it. So to get a you know quote unquote impact splash player. I believe it would be too tempting not to. And again, what he could add, like we talked about, uh, instant impact. Absolutely. Thibodeau, if he can do what he should, Terrell's going to look amazing at corner. Deion Jones is going to be getting way more open shots, and they're going to have players look better than they could. Look, um, as we talked about on Sunday, Atlanta could draft anybody. And yeah, it exactly. I, I think Thibodeau, as of right now, would make the biggest splash because if they got Stingley, who would be another player that I think is as high named, he would be the second corner. Um, if you went and you got Kyle Hamilton, who's going to be the best safety in the draft, safeties don't make immediate impacts with what you're looking for. Cause again, the way they drop their coverage when they run nickels, their safeties play back and ball hawk, but they don't bring them under underneath enough to start stopping run games. That, there's a lot of issues with that Falcons defense. But Thibodeau, no matter what, he's an in-the-trenches every play by himself. He could either stop the running back or stop the quarterback. Andy, we both know the, the Falcons are playing the long game here. Yo, let's be honest. Two months ago, Thibodeau was number one on everybody's draft board. Yeah. Before the combine hit, he was number one. He was. So if he falls to eight at Atlanta, he, they'd be thrilled. He hurt his yes. – he technically hurt his draft stock by not doing any of the drills. Correct. Yeah, I'd say Kayvon Thibodeau. Thibodeau's the pick, though. SP, this yep. is going to be interesting and fun. What are you looking at with Seattle at nine? Oh, man. <clears throat> A team that honestly could use everything. True. In this draft, the three tackles are gone. Done. Top three pass rushers, gone. Man, this one's rough. Uh, mainly because... Seahawks need way more than just this one pick to do anything. Uh, they they completely they will not be competitive this year. No, they could easily this could all. be another place for a trade. They could easily trade back and try to acquire some extra picks. Oh, yeah. Trade back a couple spots. I think they, they could, could also still get keep the same it. Guy. DK Metcalf could be on the move. They could acquire more picks and keep this pick and take best available. They like Legion of Boom that's not been there for a while. They might try to rebuild the second. There's a lot of things you could do here with Seattle. <sighs> Jesus. Like, okay, so if it were me, right, in my franchise, honestly, just losing Russell Wilson now, I almost would have to go for Willis. Just because they're not gonna get an opportunity at some Take him, like man. That. That's that's personally what I would do. You're the GM. Take him. Poor them. guy. Poor guy. Well, here's the thing, right? <laughs> 
what you still have. You still have DK Metcalf. So right? I'll only say this before you click the button. <laughs> the Seahawks asked to put Drew Locke in the Russell Wilson trade. He was originally not in the trade. They asked to get him Here's, for a reason. Well, yeah, they needed a backup quarterback because they know Geno yes. Smith can't stay healthy. So. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're gonna draft a quarterback at nine, yeah, you're you you wouldn't have you have Drew Locke and now you have Geno Smith. And you're gonna draft a quarterback at nine. Here's like why. That, here's that why I like your Willis pick right here. What did they do roughly eight years ago? They paid a dude a lot of money in Flynn. He was gonna be their starter. Oh. They grabbed Russell Wilson, and they had no problem saying, actually, you know what? This rookie's legit. We're not going to care that we just paid this dude a shit ton of money and he's supposed to be starting. Right. We're going to cut him, and we're going to let the rookie start. Yeah. So they're they're not scared to play that card. And if Willis is as good as everybody says he could be, under some veteran leadership, that could be a scary good pick. I think so. And, um, and I think if they don't do this – they're going to be an absolutely I think they're going to be bad regardless. Period. But I think here's the, the way I look at it, right? You have Lockett, you got uh, Metcalf. And I think if they have a young quarterback, they feel like they could tailor him to their needs as opposed to getting some other idiot so and then having to work. The, with their that. best two players on their roster right now are Lockett and Metcalf. Yep. Followed by Jamal Adams. Yeah. Followed by Diggs. That's it. Yeah. Pretty well, much. Let's think about this also. You have a bad offensive line. What do you need your quarterback to be? Mobile. What is Willis? Arguably the best mobile quarterback coming out of the draft in the right. last 10 to 15 years. Yep, yep, yep. I said arguably, and yes, that's a legit statement. <laughs> he, Lamar Jackson was way better than Malik Willis at, at, at oh running God, around. Pinky. <laughs> the guys rushed for so many goddamn yards. Like, literally, that's not even a fucking argument, Lamar bro. Jackson was a Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah, absolutely. That's not a fucking argument. It is. Lamar Go Jackson is way better than Malik Willis will ever be. No. Yes. Actually, and I'm not even a big Lamar fan, but literally, he is more mobile than Malik Willis. Have you seen Malik Willis's rushing numbers? Yeah. What are they? I don't know. They're not oh. as good as Will as Lamar. Really? Andy, could you could you explain to my my friend over here what Willis did rushing the ball? At Liberty. What's your point? Yeah. I don't even know where I don't even know where the fuck they play. Lamar Jackson played at Louisville in Conference USA. What's your point? At least I know who they play. You're muted, Andrew. Sorry. Yeah, I had to go get a drink quick. But yeah, um, Malik Willis's highlights of running are insane. He, he actually trucks guys, stiff arms, spins. He is pretty real i'll look at the stats right now but if but again, he, he's playing at liberty he's not playing in a real college football program and that's always going to be he's not lamar sorry and that's always going to be the you question can't even make that you literally <laughs> lose points for trying to make that comparison and say that willis is better than lamar like literally there's no comparison to lamar as a running quarterback there's not Okay. There's sure. not, bro. Sure. Well, Willis has not done it at the next level. You are, and that's the, you are in the 1% if you try to make that comparison. Without a doubt. Why? Because you're fucking wrong. Oh, my God. With nothing to back that up. It's amazing how you continue to hold opinions with no facts. Okay. If you guys want his numbers, I just looked him up. Yeah. So his, his rushing 
for 2020 was 944 yards, 14 touchdowns. Longest run was 67 yards. His 2021 was 878 yards and 13 touchdowns rushing. With a team that was atrocious around him. But but it is hard. I can I can see where you're coming from, Pink, saying that since he's not in the NFL, comparing NFL stats to college stats are hard. But I'm not. I'm, I agree. Comparing, I'm comparing Lamar Jackson coming out of college at Louisville to yeah. Malik Willis coming out of college from Liberty. Yep. And I didn't know that he switched to Liberty from uh, Auburn. Auburn. I didn't know that. I just found out. Yeah. So that that's insane. Yeah, that was that highlight reel they showed that 60 or when he had that like almost 70 yard run where he knocks a guy down, stiffs yeah. arms, two more. It's insane. But running quarterbacks are rough because if you don't scheme them right, just like we've seen Lamar, all the talent in the world, but yet he's not going to the Super Bowl every year. So that's rough. But I think Pete Carroll still thinks he is a quarterback whisperer and has an eye for talent that no one else can beat. I don't agree with that, but I do believe he believes that. What are you looking up, buddy? You can also argue, though, that his talent is with quarterbacks because it doesn't appear to be with anything else. So <laughs> That's awesome. Peaky, I'll send you the link. I pulled it off ESPN. No, I don't, I don't care I about that. I think he's that. looking up Lamar Jackson. I'm looking at Lamar's stats. He's, oh, Jesus. He's, they, you're, you're, statting, you're statting uh His Heisman Willis. Trophy year, I believe he was roughly 1,000 yards and 15 touchdowns rushing. He had I'll, 900, I'll pull it up, 960 yards rushing and 15, okay. 1571 and 16, and 1601 wow. and 17. Jesus. With 1121 wow. and 50 fucking touchdowns. And you're going to say, <laughs> Willis is a better rushing quarterback? Get the fuck out of here. Pinky, stats don't tell the whole story. You got to watch the film and the tape. If Lamar Jackson played at Liberty, he would have ran for 2,000 as a quarterback. How? Because there's nothing around him. And there's nobody playing defense on those fucking teams. Hold up, teams. hold up. You just made your own argument for me. If if Malik Willis had better talent around him, you're telling me he couldn't put up the same numbers that Lamar Jackson no. did? He is not the rush. He is not a better quarterback rusher than Lamar Jackson. I didn't say Period. he was. I said there's an argument to no, be made that he could be. You literally said he could be over the last 10 years. Yes, there, he I'm could be. You, I didn't say he is. show he's not. If he, you want to say he's second best, I might agree with that. He is not better than Lamar Jackson. He's not. Okay. Period. Okay. Okay. Move on. Period. <laughs> you have no way to just say it. Stand on. I have 4,000 yards rushing <laughs> in college and 50 touchdowns to show you're fucking wrong. Oh, Pinky. That's not oh, Pinky. That's fucking that is you're right. That's not oh, Pinky. <laughs> There's an argument to And you're be made. on the clock. There's no argument. Lamar Jackson's a better rusher. You just said he played for a trash team. So if he played with better talent, his numbers would be better. They would not. He Why might not? throw the ball more if he had better talent around him. He had to run for his life because he played at fucking Liberty. Okay. Anyways, your pick. <laughs> Garrett Wilson, move on. Hey, finally he goes. Personally, if I were the Giants, I would have tried to snag two wide receivers. What do, you, what do you need a line for? Just get rid of the ball in two seconds. <laughs> Daniel Jones needs a line. He does. No, 
Giants don't need Daniel Jones. Is <laughs> what the problem is okay? we can all we can all agree on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, just move on from that. That's well, a good thing. I was picking for the Jets and not the Giants. So you were picking for the Jets. So Garrett Wilson. Why oh, Washington's on the clock? Kyle Kyle Hamilton, lock it up. Their defense could have some potential. I mean, they're not going to have an owner, so, but they I will mean, have a safety. They, <laughs> they had potential last year, and they they were horrible. I, I don't know what was wrong with them. Yeah, horrible. Ron Rivera, you have a you have first rounders everywhere on that defense, and you suck. That's not. That's just not good. Well, you know, when you're not even good enough to have a name, um, you know, <laughs> but, <laughs> your well, mor- your morale's not very high. And uh, then you pick the wrong name, right? On top of that. Yeah. All right, Andy. You get I mean, you get the Vikings. Yeah. This was interesting. Uh Bucky Brooks here picked Jameis Williams. And that was interesting for me because I hadn't seen that come up before. But like we were talking about on Sunday, another receiver here would be insane. Here's here's um, Thielen is still good. Yeah. But he's old. There's yeah. also people comparing him to Tyreek Hill and that kind of impact. Correct. No, I, I I would take Williams. I would. I'm saying some people might say, well, you have Thielen, so you don't need him. But Thielen is a little old. Well, so if you knew what Tyreek Hill was going to be before he was drafted and you have an opportunity to get somebody who people are saying is going to be him, would you not say that's a, a possibility of being I, a top two guy? I would take a third wide receiver right here anyways. It's well, I'm a saying passing league. He's got top two pick talent. And you said there wasn't a guy in the draft that's worthy of that. No, I would not take Williams at pick two. I'm saying there, there's people calling him Tyreek Hill. So if you knew he was yeah. Tyreek Hill, would you pick him top two? No. <laughs> Wide receivers don't go at pick two, bro. They just don't. Damon Williams. <laughs> they just don't. Oh, Jesus. That depends how dumb the team is. If they're the Raiders, they're like, what does he run? 4-2? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so wait, so who was the- Jameis Williams, the James third one down? Yeah, that is who yeah. you're gonna go with. Okay, gotcha. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I have such a hard time with that, mainly because if you really look at this last season, their defense lost in a lot of games. I mean, yes, their offense is still stacked, they should not be losing the games. Aging, though, it, aging, it, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Their 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 offense is still stacked, and they should be winning games. Like their running back is still arguably top three in the NFL. I don't know what's wrong with Kirk Cousins, uh, but Kirk Cousins had a great year last year. I wouldn't say great. I mean, he he, he played okay. Um, he was like thirty. I can't believe I just heard like that eight. shit come out of your mouth after you've done nothing but trash the dude for the last seven to eight years. It wasn't. He had. He had. <laughs> I think he had his best season last season. Uh, no. Not even close. Yes. Statistic-wise, no. Not yeah, even no. close. Because he threw over 5,000 in Washington, so and he wasn't even close he to that. He did not over 5,000 in Washington. Yes, he did. He did not. All right. Move move on. I'll get you the stats. Well, you're on the clock, so. Oh, it's <laughs> probably good. We probably need everybody to take a deep breath. Oh, I'm sorry. He threw for 4,917. My he mid- did not throw <laughs> Pinky was my, right. My mistake. My mistake. Cheers, Pinky. Way to round up, Aaron. <laughs> Would have been 5,000. Oh, my Lord. It was not 5,000. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. I think uh, he threw it, but there was a penalty. Right. <laughs> 
So technically, he threw five thousand. I may be a little bit higher on Kirk Cousins than some. Since and I and I think geez. the new off. I think the new offensive coordinator is going to help the new head coach. Boy, you flip stuff like a pancake no, at high hop. No, they previously played for Mike Zimmer, who's a defensive coach. They're now mm-hmm. playing for Kevin O'Connell, who's an offensive coach. And I think that offense is going to take a step forward because they will not be afraid to throw the football. I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying you flip as many pancakes as I hop. I'm not flipping. The situation changed. If Mike Zimmer's still the coach, I would say, yeah, you I'm were not cool with you that. were a, a a proponent of getting rid of Kirk Cousins and never paying him up until apparently last well, year. I don't like paying any guy thirty or forty million, but that's uh, unfortunately that's where the market is. I believe your exact words were, "You can't win with him." Now, now I'm hearing you say I mean, the dude's they, got talent. They haven't won with him. But... <laughs> he actually did have a he had a you know a decent year. He did. So it wasn't he bad. His, he had one of his best years last year. It was definitely yeah, as, it was as a whole one of his better. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If you look at yards, touchdowns, QB rating was definitely not as good. That's because he's um, an incredibly underrated quarterback. I don't think he's underrated. Matter of fact, I think he just played so well early that when he did not keep it up. People kind of, you know, nobody thought the Minnesota should have paid him to begin with. I mean, I think he's been really underrated his he, whole career. He, it, I, I still think he's a guy that does need some things around him. He's not going to elevate the talent around him. And it was actually, it was Washington that paid him, and um, then Vikings took it up, right? Well, no, no. Washington franchised, franchised him, him twice, twice, and then Minnesota paid him 90 plus million, 75 guaranteed, guaranteed or something like that. God, Washington's stupid. And turned out turned out to be a great deal for Minnesota, given the way the QB market is now. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the weapons they got around him, which obviously if you're going to spend that kind of money, you better put people around so, him with talent. So. SP on the you're, clock, Houston. You're still on the clock for Houston, my yeah, man. Yeah, Texans, I don't know. Um, I'd say... Let's see. If there's something that like the Texans really need right now, it's probably like a massage therapist. Um, but <laughs> I think since we're not going to be able to, I think you meant the Cleveland Browns, <laughs> right? No, all of them, all the which, massage therapists moved to Cleveland, which, dude. <laughs> which, here's fun. Here's something that's kind of funny. I watched draft day last night, and in draft day, the Cleveland Browns trade three first round picks for a quarterback. <laughs> And the Cleveland Browns just traded three first-round picks for a quarterback. God, they're dumb. They're so dumb. The only difference uh, is, is then they turned around and traded that quarterback and got picks back to make a smart move. That's not going to happen this year. Who are you year. talking about? In the movie. No, they didn't. They, they trade those. Dude, no, they, drafted, they don't draft the quarterback. They draft Vontae Mack at one, who's a linebacker. They do not draft the quarterback. You're That's right. That's what I'm saying. They traded three picks they to trade. draft the quarterback, and then they didn't draft the then quarterback. They, draft they moved him. They moved those picks, got their picks back, and then they took their running back. So In they, the movie. They moved. <laughs> I just watched it last night. They moved three second-round picks to get the number six pick, which is fucking garbage. That, that would not happen. And then took a running – or no – they traded that to Seattle for their three picks and a punt returner. Yeah. And then got a Kevin Costner's back. line in that movie is I want all my picks back. Correct. So he got all his picks back plus some. He did, but it was, it was, that was, 
We're taking Stingley. What are you arguing with me for? A number six is not <laughs> a number six pick is not going two for three seconds. It's not happening. Obviously, I'm just saying in the movie, they made a smart move. Is it Stingley? Stingley? Do that? Who Stingley. cares? Stingley. There you go. LSU cornerback. C- congrats. You're on your way to Texas, homie. I feel bad for that guy. I kind of like that kid. Honestly, you take him and Hutchinson, that defense turns around real quick. It's good. It's just a matter of what the offense can do. And, you know, that's that starts uh, building a strong foundation for him. That offense did way better than it was supposed to. So I, I think now actually Davis going Mills to do it. is sneaky good. I said that yeah. last year before the draft. Keep an eye on him. I, Absolutely. I will give Caleb credit. He did say Davis Mills would be sneaky good, and he was. Hmm. Just like Malik Willis. Next. <laughs> <laughs> The debate is not if Mike Willis will be sneaky good. Listen, I don't if he's better than Lamar running the football. There's a difference. Uh, to be honest, I don't care how good people are in college. I just want to see if you could play in the NFL. So yeah. it doesn't matter because if Malik comes out and it he balls, it doesn't matter where you're drafted, right? No, not at all. I mean, we we all know all those first round busts. Caleb gets so. the Baltimore Ravens. Honestly, I think this is what Carolina would do if they go offensive lineman. I think they'd take this guy over Cross. And uh, Baltimore's going to take Trevor Penning. Yeah. there's. I, I like that. There's two guys for Baltimore. Trevor Penning or Jordan Davis. Yep. I agree with that, and I think they go Trevor Penning. Is there a strength and conditioning coach somewhere in here that they could take? Well, the rest of the team was okay. It was the running backs that couldn't stay healthy. <laughs> okay, gotcha. <laughs> and I think you take Trevor Henning, and I think you watch Dobbins go off as arguably possibly becoming the number one running back this season in the NFL. Uh, he's got a little competition. Not number one. Yep, talent-wise, it's there. Number one. Talent-wise, it's there. He wouldn't be number one. Why? Uh, Cook's better. Why? Uh, Says who? Because he is. That offense is better. Than oh, okay. Never mind. I misunderstood you. I thought you were saying generally like the number one running back in the NFL. I'm like, I don't know what you're smoking, dude, but cool. Let's move on. He's going to step onto the scene this year, and he might come out at the end of the season as the number one running back in the NFL. Oh, that is what you're saying. Okay. Yes, Dobbins is that good. Right. Not a chance. I'll assume, How can you say? I will assume you had a stroke, on. and just, then we're just, just going to move number on. Number one running back in the NFL, I don't think there's a chance. Top, Why is there not a chance? Top five? Sure. It has nothing to do with him. It's who he's competing against. I think that's what the problem is. The best is. running back on that team is Lamar Jackson. So, And Dobbins could easily run for 15 to 1,700 yards and 18 touchdowns next year. I think easily is a bit of a stretch, but. Why? Huh? I told you when he came out, I think he's got more talent than Zeke. From- and he's going to run for the number one rushing offense in the league. The last I checked, the dude couldn't run in practice without getting hurt. So, uh, you know, anyways. Mm. Whose pick? It's it's the Eagles, and my pick. All right, Jordan Davis, lock it up. Yeah, that's solid for them. I love that dude. Well, and especially with Trevor Penning going off the board, there they can add to that defensive line, and that'd be solid. So, and, and the Eagles have another pick coming up, and I do think the Saints or the Chargers would consider him. So, go ahead and take him. Heard. God, I wish I could see the chat right now. Andy, New Orleans for you, my man. I would say right now they're going to go wide receiver at this point. And I'd say since Garrett Wilson's off the board, it'd be Olave. 
Yep, they need somebody to throw the Big ball. Play. I don't think MT is going to be it anymore. Is Olave yeah. more of a deep threat? He's an everything threat. Yeah, he's a big playmaker. Once the ball gets in his hands, he makes plays. He can go down the field. I've said he's this year's Justin Jefferson. If he's a good yeah. – I don't know anything about him, but if he's a good deep route runner, then he's going to mesh well um, in that system. So He glides, SP. He glides when he's running. Nice. Call him KY. Is that his nickname? <laughs> All right, Aaron, you're up with the Chargers, my man. Mm, Chargers, huh? Oh, this guy, he's good. He's he's a clever you know SOB. What? Hold on, before you draft for the Chargers, yeah. if you were on Twitter, yeah, you need to be following the number one Chargers fan that I know, a girl with no face. A girl with no face. Huh, okay. For anyone under the age of 18, that is very <laughs> NSFW. Uh, I'm sure all the kids these days know what that is. So if you're going to go look at that, make sure your parents are not around you. If you're above 13, you will appreciate that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, That's an interesting age group. 13 <laughs> eight. Uh, I have a old son. I have advised him. He should follow her on Twitter. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, we just got canceled. Uh, <laughs> no, no, nobody's canceling this, my friend. not yet but soon enough um you know i god man i don't understand the chargers i don't understand how they lose you know what i mean like they on paper they're such a good team and then they go out there and they just suck well more or less just like give games away so i don't know man i think it, for them dude like last year everybody was like oh they're a playoff team and they didn't make the playoffs. Right. And this year, everybody's like, "There's a, they're a Super Bowl team. Uh, How? Right. Yeah, that's that's cute. Um, you know, honestly, I just know that they need help generally when it comes to, to defense. Um, that first dude on the board then would be your guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's kind of what I was thinking. But, you know. I can't see it. So it you're know. a big fan of this guy. Florida State. Jermaine oh, Jermaine Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Imagine if they snagged him. That defense would just look even with more Bosa, scary. Bosa, Mack, and Jermaine Johnson, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I think that's where we're going to go with that go. one. I don't hate that pick at all. Now, if Davis, Penning, and those three wide receivers are off the board, I could see them trading back if somebody wants to trade it. If they have a partner. Depends on how much they'd have to trade back, I think. Um, but yeah, I could see that happening for sure. So Jermaine Johnson it is. Eagles like on the it. clock. Eagles and Caleb is on the clock. I think they only have one choice here, in my opinion. Uh, well, I'm not sure who you're thinking, but I'm, I'm going to give them that center in Zion Johnson. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. Because that uh, quarterback has potential if he's not running for his life. Now, um, according to Pinky, my boy actually might be in play here as well in Cam Jurgens. Pinky's been hearing that he might be the best center. There now. are quite a few teams that have Cam um, Jurgens as the best center. And he's really good. And Zion Johnson's not technically a center. He's a guard. I've heard a lot of people call him center. Now, you can move him either way. That doesn't hurt them, so it's good. Um, they could use some versatility on the offensive line. Jason Kelsey is still playing. Fair. So you now move Brandon, him guard. Now, Brandon Brooks who plays guard, retired. So a guard is at need for the, the Eagles. Zion Johnson it is. Yeah, or somebody who could obviously shift positions, move them around, you know. Versatility is, is uh, you know, something that's good when you're an O-lineman. Yep. 
Oh, hey. damn. I got to pick for New Orleans? Who's on the board? I can't even see Aaron. Who's on the oh. board? New Orleans. Who Who is their first pick? Andy took their first pick. Who did Andy take? Olave. Olave. Yep. Okay. So. Which they could go wide receiver, wide receiver. No, they won't do that. Is that a little bit better for your old lion eyes? <laughs> I, I don't have it pulled up. I was expecting why it's on. on McDuffie's still dude. there. Coloftis uh, is still there. If you're looking defensive side of the ball, Pinky, just look at my monitor, bro. <laughs> I don't have my glasses, bro. Oh, okay. Well, see, I was trying to be sarcastic, but it's unfortunate <laughs> truth. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure even why anyone thinks his glasses are going to help. Right. Remember, his eyes say things. Whoa, 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 whoa. Easy. Easy. Hey, that's by your own omission. Right. <laughs> I'm an honest guy. Okay. Got those drunk goggles for uh, the NFL. Yeah, um, yeah, that could be true. All right. Um, so, what do you think? <clears throat> you thinking corner is McDuffie, defensive line? You're looking at Wyatt uh, or or Kaloftis on the outside. Davis is already gone. Damn. Um, that's who they really need. It's good. Davis is not going this far down the board. There's no, 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 way. no, no. But they're they're two defensive tackles. Our free agents after sure, but so still they could use some help there. Um, Wyatt's still there, Pinky. Right. They've Wyatt. got the other guy from Georgia. Yeah. yeah, Wyatt. Let's go ahead and go Wyatt. Dope. And Steelers. What are you thinking, Andy? This is where uh Brooks went said that they're going for a quarterback right now because they brought in a new offensive coordinator and he's from college. So he wants to run things different than they've ever done before. So he needs a quarterback that can do more than they have in the past. So he's not looking for a pocket passer. So right here is where uh, Bucky Brooks picked uh, Willis. But -hmm. if he's not there, we talked about the Kenny Pitt connection with the Steelers. Is that what you're thinking? Does that that help them this season, though? I mean, they have Mitch Trubisky. If Willis isn't there, there's no way they're going a quarterback here, in my opinion. Yeah. But that's that's what you would do, Andy. Yeah. And right now, if if Willis is not there, if I was doing it, it'd be Karloftis. I mean, TJ White and Karloftis, there's no way you wouldn't want to put those guys together. With Bush now in the middle. That'd be nasty. There's no way. Yeah. There you go. George Karloftis, he's uh, after Daxton Hill. Yeah. George Karloftis. Yeah. No no reason to pick a quarterback they don't believe in. I mean, is Kenny Pickett going to be better than Mitch Trubisky? I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, Trubisky is going to be—he's going to do just fine there. I mean, um, I don't know. I mean, the O line is still bad. But uh, dude, do you do you not remember where Mitch Trubisky came from? He doesn't know what it's like to have a good offensive line, all right, or a good <laughs> offensive coach. So I think Mitch might turn around and be like the MVP. Who knows? He might. Yeah. Easy, hey, easy, dude. You don't know where he's been, Lou. All right. <laughs> just say it. Mitch Solid. has seen some things. <laughs> Aaron's got number 21 with the New England Patriots, and there's only – I think they might trade out if they get any partners. Not might. They will. That's Bill Belichick's go-to, trade back. But there's only – if they stand at 21, there's only one guy I see going. I love how you keep saying this, and then we just don't pick the guy that you say the only one was for. He won't. It's fine. (laughs) He's saying Devin Lloyd. (laughs) Now that they're going with Mac Wilson and they just brought him back in, another Bama linebacker that they love, 
Yeah. They don't have Mac Wilson. Cleveland's got Mac Wilson. Who did they trade? They just traded middle linebackers. They swapped him. They traded the white guy they got last year. They Winovich. Yeah, oh, Winovich got traded. Mac Wilson. They did. Yeah, they Winovich for him. Correct. Cheers, That's Andy. He likes uh, <laughs> yeah, Don't a- trust my memory. Somebody should fact check that. <laughs> hey, Traylon Burks and let's keep moving. Okay. Ooh, Traylon would be. Oh. You want to grab Aaron? What? This is my pick. Yeah, it's your pick. Oh, is it? For the patch, your favorite team. Oh my god, I hate this team. He's gonna scroll down. I he already got ready for the Pats. We're on the Packers now. That's my yeah, pick. Yeah, Traylon Burks and let's move along. Yeah, that's exactly oh, that's I'm exactly trying, what happened. I can't see it. I'm on. I'm on the list. So I. Traylon Burks, keep it moving. All right. Pick number 23. Cardinals. Yeah, Cardinals. Cardinals. Man, there's so much that the Cardinals could do. Trent McDuffie. Yeah. McDuffie, Cardinals, moving on. That's an easy one. That's an easy one. Is this back to SP now? Yeah. It is at Dallas. And then you're going to let Andy pick again? Uh, no, Never okay. You, oh, I, so <laughs> then you're gonna have to wait I, a minute. I know you were mixing it up a little bit. At the I end see of the what draft, you did because you know what I'm about to do. There's a there's you a, know a, what I'm about to do. SP, who's Dallas taking? All right, I, I know, next pick's locked in already. I know what we need, I just don't know if either of these guys necessarily fit the bill. But what we need is obviously a safety that's really good at zone coverage. Um, and I don't know if either of them are going to be uh, like Hill or was that Sine? Hill's underrated. Miskin's defense was Hill, Hill's gangbusters at last this year. moment, not underrated. He is talked about as he well, I mean, it'd be perfect fit here, I think. So if you want a safety, Hill? that'd be the dude, SP. That's exactly what we need because here's the thing Trayvon Diggs all of a sudden gonna not going to start being conservative. He's still going to be the ball hawk, he's still going to try to cut routes. So what you need to do is you need to get somebody who has just as good of play recognition to play over the top so he doesn't get burnt for a thousand plus yards and six touchdowns. So, um, I think if they can do that, then they can be a little bit more aggressive uh, on defense, which is exactly what our coordinator wants to do. So there you go. Uh, This is an easy pick for me and I'll be amazed if Buffalo does anything different because this is the only piece I think they need to get them over the edge. Go find a guy named Brees Hall running back, Iowa state. Yeah. Boom. How far do I got to go down? Okay. I'm not, I'm not. (laughs) He's the first, one of the first running backs. Brees Hall, Buffalo. Yeah. Moving on now. I do think, and I fully believe this, if Carolina will be willing to move McCaffrey for a first, Buffalo should give them that first immediately and grab Christian McCaffrey. Agree. That'd be insane. Another agree. I don't think they'd do that, but... I think Carolina would do that in a heartbeat, to be honest with you. Okay. If they do that, then they're... get out of that contract. Then they're actually dumber than they thought. And they're so. rebuilding. Like McCaffrey... Carolina doesn't, doesn't need him. Yeah, yeah, McCaffrey doesn't need him. They're rebuilding. They would, they would need to draft another running back, but yeah. I mean, that's true. You can get them later. You've got Chuba Hubbard who, but who if looks you, serviceable. If last Buffalo year. were to give them a first, then Carolina could draft Brees Hall. It'd be good. Yeah, I think Carolina should do that. They have Chuba Hubbard. They they need mm-hmm. holes all over the place to be filled. Running back is not one of them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I would, and if I would I'm Buffalo, I do that deal in a heartbeat. But. Because I don't know if that will happen. Brees Hall is getting picked here by Buffalo, and they're Aaron, moving along. What's what's the best O lineman on the board here? Uh, looks like we have Kenyon Green. Done. 
Okay. He's a guard. Yeah. Tennessee Titans, King and Green. You have you 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 have a guy that you run the football. You have I'd rather go Linderbaum here from Iowa. Especially with Tennessee, he just fits that that the way they want to do ball. Iowa's hard nosed, tough, nasty. I like Kenyon Green. Kenyon Green, it is. <laughs> Fair. Linderbaum is good though. You are absolutely correct. I just feel like he fits the Tennessee mold a little bit more than Green does, but uh, you know, either way. Tampa Bay, Aaron's on the clock. Why do I keep getting on the teams I hate, dude? What's up with that? Um, How can you hate the Bucks, dude? How? Let me <laughs> jump away. <laughs> I, I, I understand your hate of the of the Packers. But. Yeah, although they got two Nebraska boys, so it's hard for me to root against them. Well, do you, uh, Devontae David and Sue? Technically, they don't Sue's not to. on the team right now, but he's going to be. We all know he's resigning. I don't know. I, I don't know these cornerback or quarterbacks, but you have to assume obviously Brady's obviously gone after this year, right? And if you can give somebody an opportunity so, to learn under in, Tom Brady, because you mentioned that, yeah, Brady just restructured his contract. Uh-huh. It's about twenty million. There's no transition tag or franchise tag allowed. He is a free agent after this season. So if you're thinking top quarterback on the board, actually yeah. Kenny Pickett would fit this mold perfectly. Yeah. Is he uh okay? I'll take your word on that. Let's go for it. I'm not even gonna pretend at this depth. I would actually go best available player to try to win a Super Bowl this year, but that would be me. All right. Well, let's pick it. So honestly, Elam as a cornerback would be really nice fit there too as well. But I, I don't hate your thought process there. Kyle Trask is not the dude. And they're not I the the one thing to say, they will not be bad enough to be in the top of the first round next year anyways. No, and I also believe that they would probably trade this pick back if somebody would move up. It's probably on the market. It probably is. All right, who picks next with your carousel here, Pinky? You do. Okay. Green Bay again. Who did who did they who'd they take at 22? Burks. Burks at 22. Burks okay. quickly and moving along. So I think they can go one of two ways. I think Elam is is a really good possibility here at cornerback. I also could see them grabbing a speedster, quote unquote, in a Dotson and doubling up yeah. on the wide receiver position. I'm going to say. I'm going to say they go Elam here. Hmm. Interesting. I would have said you would have said Dotson. He's good. Yeah, especially with Rodgers not having much to work with. I think so. they're going to run the ball a little more. I think Burks gives them a really great option with what they kind of already have. And with that being the case, I don't think they need to go wide receiver, wide receiver here. And with Elam still being on the board, I think in a lot of people's minds when this last college football season started, I think a lot of people would have said Elam would have been the number one cornerback in this draft. So the, the was, it's there. Before Andy drafts back to back, I just want to throw it out there. Bleacher Report had the Chiefs were calling around to move up in the draft. Yeah. So if they don't do that, Andy, and if they do that, I have a feeling you're going to cry because they're probably going to correct. The, yeah. So what would you do back to back here, Andy? So what you are taking uh, Elam then? Yeah, Elam. Okay, gotcha. Elam. This was so. There's been some uh, interesting changes here with who drops. 
there was uh, the opinion came through books that they would go, they would stay defense heavy um, in this first round because the wide receivers at this point, it's now picking and choosing who you want and who would fit. And they still so have at this, two seconds as well. Yep, correct. And, and, then and two thirds, two I've given him, I've given him two names that he could easily grab in the second round. Who? I oh yeah, perfect fits for you guys. And also, and I think, nobody trusts the Chiefs to draft wide receivers, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Johnny Baldwin had a chance until he broke his hand punching his own player. All right, that was, right, yeah. was just a bad run of events. Pour <laughs> <laughs> another glass. Yeah, exactly. But right here, which would be fun is we got mocked uh, Boye Mafe. And the reason they mocked him to I us is that. I love that. Yep. That he has, as of now, he has the fastest get off of all the pass rushers. So they say his first step is what would give him the advantage. Chiefs have never had that since Derek Thomas. So I would say Boye Mafe with the first pick. And then the second pick would be Andrew Booth. Booth, huh? You don't think they'd look at Ajabo? Uh, jo well, I mean, as if for me personally, Ajabo would be amazing because we would have our young core. But this is where if the Chiefs were to trade up, I would be okay with us trading up in the second. Because right now, I don't think the Bengals or what is it, we got Bengals and Lions, I don't think either of them are going to take Ajabo. So if we traded, you know, a second and a third to get up and get a Jabo, that would I mean that would be a dream, right? If we got Boye Mafe, Andrew, you know, Andrew Booth and a Jabo, I mean, right there the draft's over. We're good. The rest of the picks we can just, you know, fucking pick punters. But it would be amazing. Those three guys would change our defense in a way that I'd be I a mean, bit of God, a we haven't had that. No doubt. Wait, isn't aren't the Chiefs normally done after three picks anyways? <laughs> Hey, we got Legarius Snee in the fifth. All right, we got Tyreek later too. So, but that was uh, he got dropped due to Tyreek. They don't do well with their early picks, but they get later in the draft. Yeah. They yeah. seem to be finally figuring. We get lucky. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, well, our first round picks have been picks, so. bad. But He's yeah, that's where the best, except for last year, his draft was actually pretty good. Yeah. All right. Well, draft last year, I can't talk trash. A lot of people think they need to be looking at wide receiver, but. With the top names off, we'll we'll keep to ourselves those two wide receivers that I think you guys should take in the second. Oh yeah, and we'll that's out for that. And my my fear is too is Andy Reid always believes he can scheme anything, and that's where I think he may let certain wide receiver talent fall because he believes he can scheme anyone open. He may believe, which would be sad, that Juju and MVS have already fixed our whole wide receiver core and everything's fine. That would that would scare me. Very deeply, but Andy reads Andy Reed. I mean, he believes that stuff all the time. So, I think our running back game got better. Uh, our O line is better run blocking than pass blocking, and Mahomes is going to make receivers look better than they are. So, I think Andy Reed's going to weigh on that. I just don't like the idea instead of giving our franchise quarterback what he needs to be great. We asked him to be great so it covers our needs. And that just scares me because we'll waste the once-in-a-lifetime chance of having a quarterback like this. We'll be and we'll just be, be average. Yeah. Pinky, who takes these last two picks? I've got Cincy, and you've got Detroit. Ooh, all right. Who's Cincy taking? Shit, who's on the board, Caleb? Oh, jeez. Or Aaron, <laughs> who's on the board? Uh, For what position? What do you think Cincy needs? 
They got cornerback, safety, D line, safety. Yeah. And, and this is what you're talking about too. Imagine how if Ajabe falls this deep, the Bengals defense getting Ajabe would be just nuts. Ajabe or Winfrey, I think, is where they would go. Ajabe. Oh, I like Winfrey. Ajabe. Yeah. Line, line, line it up. Ajabe. But that's what. That would be scary because they don't yes. technically need him till the end of the year. Now, yeah. if Detroit keeps this pick, I think they go quarterback because I, it gives you the fifth year option. I think they'll trade out though. I agree. I don't think they keep it. They have I think, 34. I think somebody else will move up to get this yeah. pick and take the quarterback with the fifth round option or somebody else like a Winfrey if he's still available. Um, but if they keep it, I'm torn between if they would rather have uh, Ritter or Coral. I like Ritter. Ritter is more of the proven leader. Coral's got some history where people are questioning his leadership capabilities. I think Coral is the more upside. I think he's got a little bit more possible talent, movement, things of that nature. But Ritter, to me, just seems like the kind of guy who is going to succeed at the next level and somebody's going to get a steal on him. What he did at Cincinnati is actually pretty incredible if you go back and look at it. Yeah. So I think they do take Ritter here in our mock. Well, if you think about it, none of the Cincinnati offensive players are getting drafted. The Cincinnati defensive players are getting drafted. Their offense is really underrated. I, I they've got a wide receiver who I think will go late second round, um, and I think Ritter goes here to the Lions. Well, I mean, they it probably gets traded, but if they had to stand and take a quarterback, I like Ritter. I do. SP, find a way to take a snapshot of that, and we'll we'll post it on the Facebook page, and people can go back and watch and listen and and pick apart all the hell our our decisions here okay yeah but on that note pinky cheers cheers buddy. second annual snw mock draft yeah, andy me. appreciate you joining us sir always a pleasure Heck yeah always glad to be here guys i'll throw i was we, just trying to look up we miss you zach we miss you i don't even think he listens anymore he doesn't <laughs> but <laughs> you have fun at that draft and let's see how much stuff you got right so. yeah Final final takes, anything? I'm just going to say, Pinky, Andy, you boys have a wonderful time out in Vegas. Oh, yeah. We yeah. are, we are going to have a really good time. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. We randomly go up and talk to every single fan of a <laughs> fan base that he can. Do it, Andy. Make comments. <laughs> he, he will. He will. Don't worry. On that note, be... Andy, go ahead. Oh, I said it's going to be a great time. But, guys, this is amazing. And for a Chiefs fan, this is – you want to talk about a gift from God. So, the first time if the Chiefs had the first overall pick, if Pinky would have been like, dude, we should go, I would have been so heartbroken. It would have been the biggest kick of the nuts from a Broncos fan ever to watch our first overall pick go to Fisher. But this time, when we set this up, the Chiefs didn't have many picks. Uh, we're notorious for blowing the first round. It's true. But after the Hill trade, oh, my God, we have 12 picks. You got something so to look there's, to. They're tied with yes. Jacksonville for the most picks in the draft. Got it's insane. So the first time I ever get to go, the Chiefs have a chance to fix everything, which now, you know, me being a hope monster guy, 
really sets me up for potential failure. And I think being in Vegas is just a safe, comforting place that if I do get depressed, it'll be okay. Absolutely. And Andy, we'll be drunk to worry Absolutely. He's going to be okay. And I also want to note that absolutely nobody ever has called Vegas a safe, comforting place. Uh, <laughs> well, it is if you're looking to drown sorrows. I think that's what you said. <laughs> I don't even think for that. But uh, I don't know, Aaron. I've, I've met a lot of Coke dealers. They like Vegas. <laughs> on that note man i don't even know if our heart can take go and go spend time with your loved ones hang out with your family and friends cherish those moments you have until next time we're out vegas <laughs>